Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the greatest show on Tuesday night. That's right, I said it. The greatest show on Tuesday night. It is the virtual talk show for married men. We come to you to bring the truth about marriage. The truth about marriage from the husband's point of view. You can find us. You can find out about us. You can look for us by going to www.householdstress.com, where you can read our bio. You can listen to over 200-plus conference shows um, that we have archived on our website. Um, Also, this show this evening is brought to you by our 2013 Marriage uh, Communication Challenge that will be held this year right in our nation's capital, right in our nation's capital at the National Harbor. If you don't know where that is, just stay on 95 till you see it over there on the on the water. It's a one-day event. I call it date night event for you and your spouse to enjoy a beautiful night together and meet other um, married couples like you that are ready to meet the marriage challenge. That's right. They're ready to meet the marriage challenge. There is still room left, but they're going fast. So please go to our website, www.householdstress.com, for all the details. Um, the challenge date is, right, if you jump in, what's the date? You know the date, man, October 19th. October 19th. Slip my mind there for a quick sec. October 19th. Also, become a friend on Facebook and like us. And also follow us on Twitter. We're on Twitter now. We have a lot of conversation that goes on through the week. But we just want you to be a part of something great. Um, with that said, I'm your host for this evening, P-Town. Um, along with my co-host, you heard, you are here through the night and through the evening, Mr. Unexpected Rodney, and the man with the master plan, the visionary of our show, Mr. T. Hawk Tony. Uh, we make up the uh, what I call the uh, the triangle offense or the trifecta, and that's the show that we bring to you every Tuesday night, and that's the Married Men Don't Talk show. Few rules, few, few rules, few rules. Um, women, if you're listening to this call right now, you can go and log into the chat room, and you can add any comments and, and listen to us at all times. This call is strictly for men. Um, for men, you know the rules, no cursing. Respect each other's comments, and it's okay to agree to disagree. But I had to add a new one. I had to add a new one, fellas. I just want to make sure. We get a lot of folks on the call. Um, I just want to make sure a lot of us are experts or we have uh, other groups that we're part in. And um, you're, you're, you're conversating you're telling them about our call. So I just want to make sure if you're going to talk about things, that you talk about it in a third party. Because uh, you never know who's listening if you don't know that they're on. So you don't want to put the business out there in the street and they're on the phone call without, you know, um, asking them first. So let's just be cautious with that. 
getting a lot of folks on this call. We're getting big time. We get over a thousand downloads a month um, on all of our, our calls and uh, archive other calls. So we just want to make sure that we're just respectful to other family needs. Our topic this evening is change. Our topic this evening is change. We need to talk about becoming truthful, becoming honest of the truth, and honest of change. That said, I'm just going to come out and ask. Did the minute that you said, I do or I will, depending on who, who married you, did you also say, I change? Anybody? Did you also say what? I change. Did you go into the marriage to change? Nope. I, I came into the marriage to change, huh? Hmm. Can you explain? Because I have to tell you, <laughs> when we got married, it was, uh, when I got married, it was just like, okay, we married now. But I'm going to still be me. Be me. There was there was no expectation of me changing. So I was just wondering if anybody went into the marriage to change. I mean, I don't think that, that anybody sits there thinking, okay, I'm getting married and now it's time to start changing. I mean, we don't marry people generally saying, I'm going to marry her so I can change her. Maybe women do, though. There's women that think that way, I think. Yeah, I'm going to marry him, but you know he ain't right yet, but I'm going to change him. But guys don't think like that. Not guys I hang with. Yeah. Yeah, there's more of the women asking about change. They want to change. Now that you're married, you can't go out. You can't do the things that you used to do. And you're trying to say, I, it's because I married you. I mean, I can't go out with my friends. I can't I can't drink a beer when I want to. I mean, what, what's the problem? Has anybody felt like uh, a marriage changed right after they said I do? from when they were engaged? <laughs> Somebody has some noise in the background. Well, what about this? Did your wife change right after you got married? Let me ask that question. Right after you said I do, I will. Did your wife change? Mine did. Anyway. Anybody else? It, 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 it took a couple of years for her to change. <laughs> Is that a good change or a bad change? Um, ah, that's a bad change. <laughs> What happened to the loving woman I married? <laughs> and she said, I had to change because you changed. You used to be sweet. I got to be tough now. You'll run over me. <laughs> so once you said I do, I mean, how did you notice the change? 
What happened? It's, it, for me, it was just kind of subtle, you know, and over time, you know, you just start to notice things. and Not bad things, just, you know. I mean, you you really, after, you know, maybe a year of marriage or so, six months of marriage, I mean, the representative is gone. I mean, you got the real deal now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to take half to get out. <laughs> uh oh, you said that half words. Well, then, um, I'm telling you the truth. You had to expect changes once you got married. I mean, do we all go through knowing that we're going to have to change something? You know, I, I never that? thought about it. You know, I never thought oh. about it. I, I was just thankful that I had another another chance, you know. And the changes weren't bad, and they're not bad. It's just, it's just that I mean, you know, um, we're going on married nine years now, and I mean, it's different than you know when you first get married. I mean, you kind of settle into marriage and grow into marriage, and and things that used to kind of set you off when you were younger, you, you know. Well, I don't get as bent out of shape about them as I used to. Well, I remember last week, uh, somebody. Uh, on the call said that, um, you know, that when they were dating their wife, now wife, that um, they decided not to move in to, with each other until they got married. Right. Isn't that a big change? Because if, you, uh, if, you, if you're not courting, you're not living together or shacking up, as some people would call it in the past, you don't know what you're expecting by sleeping with this person every night. That's true. I I did the same thing, you know, because when I was married before. I mean, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna get married if, if you know if, if I wasn't trying it out, you know. So that's just how it was. I wasn't crazy. You're gonna suck me into this deal, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, I got saved on the road to to getting married again, and and I didn't want to go through that, and, and you know. So yeah, it was a major adjustment, and for me, it wasn't just that, but she had uh, an 11 year old daughter. Oh, I guess she was 13 when we got married. So it was a big change for me. Oh, because now it's not only you moving in, or they moving in with you, or you moving in with them, you moving in with the family too. Yeah, well, they moved in with me, and and you know, I mean, and you know, I'd raised my my daughter already through that period, and I mean, that's a tough time to to come into a little girl's life at thirteen, you know. So, you know, everything changed. It wasn't a bad thing. It's just very, very different. You know, you go from, you know, the bachelor life to a wife and a 13-year-old daughter. Mm. But, well, did you think it would happen so soon that when you got in, um, let's say let's deal with the daughter, that she would react the way or talk to you away? Was she nice to you? Did she, you know, welcome you, or was she, like, hard to get along with when you first moved in? Because that's a lot of change. Now you're her father or stepfather, and she has to follow right. you. But we, we had laid a foundation for months and months beforehand, and she and I talked a great deal beforehand. Um, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't a fight. It wasn't. She didn't want this to happen. It wasn't she was against this and she was trying to sabotage the marriage. It wasn't that kind of party. Um, 
but we had to learn each other. Mm-hmm. We had to learn each other. She was, you know, um, and I let her know, you know, I'm not going to raise you as a as a, as a stepchild. You know, I'm going to raise you as my child. Uh, but that's a process, you know. When you when you take on you know that role and you step in as a parent, um, they you know they have to start to know that you love them, and you can't teach them if you don't. So, you know, there's a process that has to go that they can start to trust you and, and know that, you know, you've got their best interest at heart. And that's a hard deal at 13. Because most of the time they don't even know what they want for them at 13. <laughs> so it was a lot of change, and it was a lot of it was a lot of me. If I had raised her, she, you know, if I was her birth father, I wouldn't have gone through that, And, and I, but I... I had to um I had to accept certain things that I wouldn't have accepted from my birth children at thirteen. I don't know if you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying. But I had to take some steps back and not react the way I would have reacted if if if, you know, my birth children had, had done certain things at thirteen. Right. Because because she just didn't yeah, know. I, yeah, but then you have to deal with the wife and the way how you communicate any any discipline to her, right? Because she that was she may that was she may go she may go into protective mode. And that happened a few times. Yeah, Mama Bear showed up a few times. You mm-hmm. know, um, and she had to go into serious prayer to deal with that. And if you ever talk to her about it, she'll say that was tough. <laughs> And I and she had to pray, and she had to, you know. And the Lord said to her, "If, if he's good enough to be your husband, isn't he good enough to be her father?" Hmm. You trust the Christ in him or not? It was tough for her, and you talk maybe at the at the conference you can talk about that if that kind of issue comes up with step parenting. That might be a good thing to do. That's a tough thing. Oh. I can understand that because um, we'll get to step parenting in a few minutes. I want to go back to uh, I think somebody said yes uh, before they got married. They lived separately until they got married. Can they explain how that change happened once they said I do? Because uh, now you're dealing with what? Two apartments, two homes. Uh, you you got to decide when you're going to move. All those things. Can somebody talk about that? Yeah, I didn't have that problem. I had uh, one apartment, lease expired. Um, I think my wife, or my fiance at the time, was living at home with her parents. So, you know, we just kind of, we actually relocated out of the area. Um, so it was kind of like we didn't have the two apartments, two bills, and that two residences and that, that kind of stuff. So when we departed, from the area, we moved into one address, and we had it. Uh, we had it set up nice, where we moved our furniture in um, before the wedding. So, but we weren't living there, you know. So, we literally got married in one state, took the honeymoon, and um, then came back to our, our 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 very own pad right after the the wedding. Furniture already moved in and everything, so it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. So, I mean, I didn't have to, we didn't have to sit and figure out, you know, um, you know, who, who 
whose place we were going to move into because, again, we uh, – and actually, I think I was living with my uncle at the time. My lease expired, and then I moved in with my uncle for, like, a few months or something, so temporarily. So after, after the wedding, you know, I dipped. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Well, listen, let me ask everybody this question. When, when y'all got married, um, did you marry somebody who was stuck in their ways? And when you requested change, it didn't happen? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think I married somebody, my wife. Uh, she was, I think she was kind of stuck in her way. She was already older than me, and 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 uh, and she just, you know, she, she was, she had been alone all a long, a long time, and then as soon as I come in, you know, it, it was like we jockeying for position, and I'm like, you know, I gotta let her know constantly, you know, I'm the man. Let me let me take care of this, and she's like. Oh well, I'm not handicapped, and it's like you know. Look, you need to. This ain't gonna work unless one of us be the man and one of us be the woman. And I'm not bending over for you. You know, you, you know, if anybody gonna bend over doing sex, it's gonna be you. <laughs> you know, so it's not. <laughs> we have to make sure that you know alignment is set in order, and, a, and an order is set in place, and. You know, she know her position, and I know mine, because I can't cross over into hers, and she ain't gonna, she can't cross over into mine. So I said, if you want a man, then you know, you know, back up and ease up a little bit, because you ain't gotta do a lot of these things. But if you, if you don't, then you know, you keep doing the things you're doing, and I'm out. You know. So right at the beginning, you you provide a change by an ultimatum. If we yeah, don't make I mean, change, and I'm, I'm out. Yeah, I mean it had to be that way because you know she was doing everything, and and I and I and rightfully so. You know you gotta she gotta keep on doing what she gotta do to get acclimated to me to make sure that hey you know you just ain't like somebody do you know just come come in and and roll out tomorrow and then you know you leaving her handed you know hands up and like what's going on and and nothing you know and and uh, and and when I bought her a car you know. We were still dating. We were still we was engaged, but she didn't want me to buy a car for her. She didn't want me to do anything for her. And I just said, I just found say, look, you know, you don't want me to open the door for you. You don't want me to do all this Google stuff like bring flowers. You don't want me to, you know, do certain things that just like certain mannerisms that that you know me being a man gonna already have. And because she thought that I was doing it for something. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it for anything. You know, I'm I'm doing it because you're my woman. You know, I'm changing your flat tire, and I'm purchasing you another one, and I'm getting that one fixed. I can do this myself. Well, you know what? If you want to keep doing it yourself, then, you know, I'm out, you know? So so having a, a woman who uh, I guess is independent, is more independent, has been independent, it's a harder when it comes to change because they want to keep doing what they were doing before you and they are along. They, they are afraid. You know, they've been independent so long, so many disappointments, letdowns, and, and players come into their life, and then they in and out. So they kind of got to kind of keep a steady hand on things and make sure they don't get hurt no more and make sure they don't get too comfortable with somebody paying their bill and all of a sudden they can't afford what they got. And he's out, you know. So I understand that comfort level, but you know, after the past, after that time has passed, where you know you can trust me, ain't no sense in you keeping that acting like that. You know what I mean? Mhm. 
So what happens is, uh, here's that question again. So what happens if they don't change? Let's say, and the reason why I'm asking that is, is there such thing as a temporary change? They say, okay, I'm going to try to change, and then they go back to doing what they were doing. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. I think that's something that, you know, happens on both sides of the marriage. Um, You know, we'll do it to keep the peace. You know, but I think the reason why that happens is because they're not comfortable with the change. Um, They're not sold on the change. So they'll do it, like, you know, just to keep you quiet for a little while, and hopefully, you know, you'll forget, and then they'll go back to their old ways. But I think that on our part, especially dealing with the independent woman, the patience is probably going to be bigger than anything else, and it's probably going to be a little bit harder to have patience with it. But I think that's one of the things that will actually cure that. So change equals patience. Yeah, for the independent woman, because I'm actually married to one too, and I'm finding that um, she's making she's making subtle moves to to submit, but it's not easy. Just like Aaron was saying, it's, it's just not easy for, you know, it's not an easy transition. So you, it's not anything that's going to happen overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they have to have the trust, too, because, you know, when they let that guard down, that independent guard down, they got to be able to trust you that you won't violate it and you will, you know, treat it with TLC. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, good words, good words. Well, here's another question for you. When was the first time you were asked from your wife, you were asked to change something about you? And did you do it? And what was it? Um, For me, it was pride. Um. Very prideful in the first part of my marriage, and you know, my wife told me about it, but I didn't believe it. So, probably for the first seven years of our marriage, I was very prideful, and it just caused it just caused a lot of problems because I thought that, um, you know, in essence, I could do no wrong that I was the, you know, greatest husband ever, and you know, these sort of things. So, um. You know, it was uh, a bit of a challenge when, you know, you're dealing with a person that, that feels like that. Um, but, man, to your question, no, I didn't change, you know, especially not immediately. So it took me, uh, it was a, I guess, a seven-year process of being humbled and um, maturing and, uh, you know, just coming to coming into some acknowledgement that, yeah, um, I need to definitely deal with on the with, with my pride issues on several fronts. Yeah. So I was gonna say well, did, did she did you have a list that you had wanted her to change? Did you have something that you wanted her to change? Um because I, I know we maybe, usually do that. Yeah. Um I think the probably the the main thing that I remember, that I recall, was I wanted her to be more social. Um, And when people meet me, you know, they're like, oh, we got to meet your wife, and you just have to think, you know, you know, with perfect compliments, so she's the total opposite um, of me. So it's not, you're not going to get, you're going to get a different person 
personality. I mean, she's great, she's personal, but she's not like me. So I wanted her, you know, in that respect, I wanted her to be more personable, more social, uh, less reserved. Um, but I had to realize that she was not me, you know, that she's not going to be me. That's not her personality. And to just, um, I accepted that, and other people had to as well, you know, that it just wasn't going to be like that. And it's not, you know, it's nothing personal. It's just that people expect, you know, when they usually when people meet me first, they're just like, "Oh man, we we gotta be meet your wife." You know, she's got to be great. I mean, she is great. No, don't get me wrong, but I mean, just the, you know, the personalities are a perfect complement. So, you know, to your question, I want her to be more social, more you know, outgoing and everything. But that's really not that's not her thing, you know. So, and I had to I had to learn to accept that. I mean, and it's cool with me. I don't have a problem with it today. It's fine. That's I mean that's who she is. So, but I had to I had to go through a process of just figuring it out. Let me ask you a question because um, I have a friend that's wife is I'm not gonna say antisocial. I'm just gonna say not as social as him. And um, do you find yourself making excuses for her? Like you know, let's just say you you know you want to go somewhere, but you know she probably won't be comfortable. I mean, do you find yourself making excuses for that? I used to, but now I'm becoming, I guess, more like her in, in some respects because, you know, I do have three children. I do have a a career, and I do do this thing, you know, that we do on Tuesday nights. So, um, you know, a lot of times I just, you know, want to veg out and, uh, you know, just chill myself. So, I'm not even, you know, in the beginning, yes, you know, absolutely. I was like, nah, you know, can't do that even though I wanted to, you know, go some places or do some things. But, you know, now it's more like the opposite. Like I tell people flat out, like, nah, it's just not going to work because I'm tired. You know, <laughs> I'll be running all week and, you know, I got stuff to do. And I just like my own time. You know, I don't like to be, my, you know, my, my schedule is already wrecked, you know, every month as it is and. uh I don't like to add too much stuff, you know, to it that is quote unquote voluntary, you know, some stuff that I have to do, um, some extracurricular activities that, you know, me and or the and or the kids have signed up for that we have to do. But, you know, the other stuff, you know, to your question I've um you know, I've become more like, nah, you know, and granted that's again when I was saying that in the beginning we didn't have any kids. You sure. know. So I was, you know, making excuses and you know no you know that wouldn't be good and um but now now that we have kids i'm like nah you know and i try to do stuff um you know people may find it odd but i try to do stuff as a family unit um Mm -hmm. and even down to you know things like um you know like say for example disney world you know and they both of my um all of my kids' grandparents, uh, my parents, my wife's parents are still living. And um, I'm a bit reluctant to take either one of them, you know, along with us on the trip uh, for – because I'm all, I'm all about making our own memories, you know. So even down, you know, that, that respect, I'm just not into the, you know, uh, on some level, yes, but I don't uh, – I don't necessarily want to sign up to be like, yeah, we should take the grand one of the grandparents, or all the grandparents down to Disney World. You know, I'm just like, 
let's just do it, you know, ourselves because I, that's what I remember as a child because when my father would, would set up vacations or, you know, it was just a nuclear family. You know, it really wasn't grandmom or granddaddy or uncle or cousin. It was just us. And I liked that. You know, I, I, I remember that. I mean, those, those were fond memories, and I want the same, you know, for for my children. Um, you know, just to just to you know just to keep it, you know, nuclear because we don't get that much time, you know, together, especially at school and ballet and piano. You know, get started. You know, because on Tuesdays I leave my house at six thirty in the morning. You know, to go to piano practice before school. So I mean, it's just. I just got a lot to do. So, but you know, T. Hawk, you said you you said something um, about your friend, and and that was that was my first marriage. You know, I was you know she was so antisocial that when people asked me what's wrong with her, I used to find myself making up excuses so they can accept her. You know, and 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 she's got a headache, and I'd be lying my behind off just so they won't. <laughs> As yeah, a, I've been there before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, it didn't sit well with me. And, so, and 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 really, she if she says she don't want to go or she don't like some of the people there or we don't had a prior conversation before getting at the spot, she said, "Well, if this girl is dead, and I know she got her eye on you, and I got a problem with her, and and you know, and <laughs> she at you, I'm gonna slap her." So I'm looking out for. Dang, you know, what if she's there and they get to fighting? I mean, I don't need this kind of pressure, you know what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. there and trying to do interference, and she, she looks and giving everybody the stank eye, and people trying to come up to her and talk to her, and then she's just giving these little, I mean, really, just anti. It's like, hey, how you doing? It's like, I'm fine. So it's real, you know? And yeah. then, you know they, Dad, let me ask you a question. Did you find yourself when you went to these events alone and you was making excuses that um, like other women were seeing through those excuses and they were trying? Yeah, to they would. They, they wouldn't tell me directly, but they'll tell other people. And then they get back to me and they'll be like, "Yeah, man, I heard about your wife, man. What's, everything's all right." And I'm like, "What? What you mean you heard about it? What's wrong? What are you talking about?" You know, and and it would be like, you know, I'm sitting up here. Trying to say, oh no, no, she's and I just find myself lying, man. And it just wasn't comfortable because it happened so much and so often. Then people start to kind of catch on. To be nasty person. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because that's a hard thing to hide, man. Especially when you're an outgoing person and and they know you as an outgoing person, and all of a sudden now you got this woman and you're not an outgoing person. And that's kind of and that's kind of what happened. Um, you know, the friend that I'm talking about, you know, his wife used to, before they were married, she was outgoing. You know what I mean? We all would hang out and go to each other's house and, you know, party together and all that stuff. And then once they got married, you didn't see her no more, man. And it's, it's crazy. You know what I mean? And he makes excuses, this, that, and that. I know the excuses. Hmm. You know, and it got to the point where I don't even, I don't even... And offer anymore, you know. It's like, yeah, I already know what time it is. You know, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you take it personal, man, because you're like, you know, is it, is it me? You know, is it my family? You know, does she not want to hang out with us? Is something we did wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he ain't. He's not being truthful. 
you know? Yeah. But I think, like you said, I think it's a little bit of uh, protection, too, that, um, again, you know, people are how they are. I think you, you guys probably work with folks that um, can be difficult. But I work with difficult folks, too. But once I take them for who they are, they're not as difficult. Like, you know, I know, for example, if they're not going to, you know, speak in the morning, you know, when they come in. Like, now, once you know that, it doesn't offend you when they, you know, come right in and walk past your office and don't say anything. Because that's no, just that's, how they are. I mean, that's your wife, though. You don't, you don't, You don't want your friends to know that, you know, you don't want them to have no, especially if they know you. They know Rodney. Rodney is an outgoing guy. He's laughing all the time. And then you bring your wife up there and then she mean mugging. You know, she's like, what's wrong with her? Why, why she look like something? You know? And everybody looking at her like, you know, dang, why is she? I mean, you can just almost tell when there's something wrong with a woman. Or something, mm-hmm. if somebody just got, uh, just got into an argument before they got into the spot. And, you know, and then you don't kind of, you kind of like, man, I'm gonna, I ain't going to ask them what's wrong. I'm just going to say, hey, and how you doing and walk away. But that's the kind of person that this my ex was. She was just a, I ain't going to say mean spirit, just very standoffish, so much to the fact that she was uncomfortable. It just made people feel uncomfortable. And I thought that she yeah. was just a shy person, but that was just her. Yeah, but what, what was that conversation like when you asked her to change? That's the conversation where you got can y'all hear me now? Cause I can't really hear. No, we didn't hear a word you say, brother. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. I said, um, I said, um, what happens when you ha- when you get fed up and you have that conversation with your wife and say, "Listen, we got to go to these Christmas parties. They represent me. This is my job." You know, regardless if you want to go through it or not, you know, you got to take one for the team. I need you to change and, and just don't let me go out here by myself. No, and then you're going to get an attitude and you got enough problem. Yeah, I, I didn't have that problem. You know, my wife, she don't let me go out by myself. I mean, she would represent. It's just that, you know, even times past or, or even now, we're not going to just be doing everything every weekend. You know, going out and like I said, I mean, it's not making excuses. Um, I don't make excuses for her because I mean, it's just that's how I feel. I'm like, I ain't trying to go out, you know, every weekend. And we have so many different circles of friends where you could easily be gone or at, you know, doing something with somebody else every weekend. You know, so and it's like, you know, when you turn somebody down, it's like, oh man, you know, it's like, man, I, I just. Like the past two weekends, I haven't even been home. I mean, I had a wedding, and then the weekend before that, I was at my in-laws. So, like, you know, and then this past weekend, my, um, you know, my parents came up unexpectedly. You know, so, you know, it's just, and, and then it's like I got a free weekend on my on my calendar, and you're like, yeah, let's get up. And I'm looking on my calendar, I'm like, that's my only free weekend of the month. I might have to decline that. Because <laughs> I'm tired. But, but but when you say free weekend, mm-hmm. you're, you're you're defining free weekend how like that I can sit in my pajamas all day if I want okay. to. So if somebody, yeah, go ahead. So, so if somebody said, well, 
four or five couples were all going out to dinner. You know what I mean? Um, and th- and these are your peers. These are people that are like-minded sure. like you wife. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, that wouldn't be something that would be, okay, important or something that would that would be worth doing on your free weekend? Because it can be fun. Um. I mean, it, absolutely, I'm sure it would be fun. But, I mean, if it if it wasn't pre-planned, you know, I have uh, one babysitter that the baby likes. Um, and so, I mean, she's, I got to, like, plan with her, you know, a couple weeks in advance. You know, so if it's not, you know, I got three three kids and, you know, I got to have somebody to watch them if I want to go and have a good time. So, I mean, it's just on the on the babysitter tip, you know, my, my parents live four hours away. My wife's parents live three hours away. And, um, you know, my babysitter is, you know, she goes to school and stuff like that. So, I mean, you got to kind of get on her schedule. So um, just the impromptu stuff just, just doesn't work for us, for our schedule. It just doesn't work for us. Gotcha. So it would have to be something, would have to be something that would be planned, you know, months in advance. And with our schedule as it is, like I said, I, haven't, I wasn't even here the past two weeks. It still may not work. It's okay, but okay, but I didn't say I didn't say impromptu. I'm just saying, even if it was scheduled, would, would that be something that you you all would be comfortable doing? Oh, sure, absolutely. That's why we're gonna be there on October 19th. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I didn't get the babysitter. I pulled in. I pulled in the, the major recruits. Uh, I pulled in, you know, the parents to make sure, you know, that the babies will be fine and they can put them to bed because the babysitter don't put them to bed. You know, they just watch them until you get back. You know, you need to come back early evening around their bedtime. So, but I brought in the heavy hitters. So I brought in the grandparents. So, if it does get late, it's not a problem. Cause it oh, is yeah, but you better remove all chocolate from the house. <laughs> all chocolate. That's right. Cause grandma's gonna give them all the chocolate. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know that's that's what grandmas do. I don't mind. You know, I don't mind that. And the baby listen loves this, so. Listen to this. All right. We got we got some folks on here that's real serious about I'm a grown man and I can do what I want. When it comes, it's time to come to stand your ground. No change. I'm not changing. Your wife is asking you uh, that uh, she needs you to make an adjustment on when you go pay golf or stop drinking or or uh, stop gambling, or whatever you enjoy to do. How does that go? When it's time that you use that stand your ground law, I'm not changing. No change. You talking about from her, or you talking about from you? Yeah, when she's asking you to change, and then sometimes you just say, "I'm not doing." Well, I mean, you know, there's a give and take. In any relationship, right. and think, if you have that attitude, you're gonna have a world of hurt because it's gonna yeah. come back. Yeah, I mean, you know, if she's demanding certain things from you, that presents a lack of something. I think. Mm-hmm. You see, what I'm saying. So she's not saying stop going fishing because fishing is an issue. She's saying you're spending too much time fishing and not enough time with me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that a woman would tell you. I mean, even a woman in her right mind would say, okay, stop doing the thing that you've always loved to do because of me. But when we mm. abuse our hobbies and we abuse these things, 
and we and we make them feel like they're more important than her, then yeah, you're going to get some flack. No doubt. So you got to compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, but, I mean, even if you do change and you do compromise, they're still giving you flat. And, and you get to a point where you say, you know what, I'm not changing. Even when I did change, we, we're not changing again. It is well, what it is. Again, that, those are underlying issues, um, as Tony was talking about, and usually – that's what the issue is. It's not the the activity, and if she's demanding on on everything, there's definitely some problems. And it may not be with you; it may be with her that she needs to get some help with. You know, uh, you you know, she may have some issues that she came into the marriage with that have never been dealt with, and and things that you're doing are touching buttons on her that are reminding her of pains from her past. Yeah, but so that but those things in your past don't have anything to do with you, right? They have everything to do with you because you married the package. Well, that that goes back you to my first marry. question of the evening. When you said you I will, did you say you I changed? Marry her where she is. You married her. <laughs> everything that's going on in her life up until that point is what she is, and you got it all. Mm. That's not good. That's not good. So that. What about compromising? Does that change when you compromise? Of course it is. Yeah. But if you come it into is. a marriage that I'm not going to compromise and I'm not going to change and you're going to do all the changing, you, you're you asking for a world of hurt. You don't need to be married. Yeah, but if you're one getting all the changes and you changing, but when you try to say, well, I want you to do this, and then she doesn't do it, that's not that's well, not again, that. and. I think somebody said this and then you do, you know, and if somebody takes that staunch attitude, I'm not changing, you have to do all the changing. And if she does, there's a problem, and it's probably deeper than the issues that she's asking you to change. It's probably something that lies inside of her. Uh, when, when I, before I married my, my wife, um, her attitude, and she'll tell you, and I hope you all go into this at the conference, um, she said, hey, look, this is my program. Either you get with this, or or I got the gift of goodbye. Mm, I run exactly. I've, I've and, seen that happen. Yeah, and and her issue was unresolved issues from her childhood with her father and the way her father raised her, and she wasn't going to have a man do that to her. So, but if you don't deal with those issues beforehand and don't recognize them before you get married, before you say, I do, you will deal with them afterwards, one way or another. Either you're not going to deal with them and say, I'm done with this crazy woman, All right? or you're going to try to get her help and try to get beyond those issues. Okay? But most of those times, as Tony said, you know, you're touching on, on areas that, that probably have nothing to do with you going fishing or you playing golf. Unless you're abusing the privilege. And if it's on every little issue, there's probably underlying stuff that has to be dealt with. I agree. Well, does any of these changes, these underlying stuff, would you have uh, uh, difficulties changing when 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 change uh, means that you it hits your male ego, that it's taking some of your manhood away? 
gotta you gotta huh? explain that. What are you talking about? Well, listen, when when change when when they want you to do something, and it's, it's, and you feel like you know you're taking my pants away from me. It it can't be too. Like, like when they tell you you need to come to the to the baby shower. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that could be one where you got to go to the baby shower now and slash party. Yeah, I tell what's how they doing them now. I told my woman, you married the wrong one because this one don't do baby showers. Right, right. And you need to get it, with the time. I said, I'm not it. going to no damn baby shower. She said, oh, today's 2012, whatever year it was. I said, I don't care what year it is. This man don't go to baby shower. I'm keeping my man card. <laughs> said, hey, you remember that, Tony? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my wife tried the same thing with me about the baby shower. She told me it would be other dudes there and whatever. I said, it's a baby shower. Dudes don't go to baby shower. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> she said, my wife said, well, other guys will be there. I said, not this time. They do them co-ed now. Cause the father I don't, yeah, I don't, well, not this co-ed. I never will. I mean, so you know, you're, leaving your, you're just, basically leaving your boy hanging. If he's there with a bunch of women hey, and it's a co-ed baby shower. Hey, if he chooses to go to a baby shower, that's on him. That's okay, problem. and 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 I, you know, I had a good buddy, and they were like, "Well, you can come and you can take pictures." I said, "No, you don't have cameras." <laughs> that's a woman's deal. And I saw pictures of the baby shower. Man, they abused these brothers. They were playing baby games with with peanut butter on doll babies that they had to they had to. They had to race to change and put bottles in their mouth and, and put goofy hats on these dudes. I was like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Ain't going to punk me like that. Yeah, who <laughs> I'm keeping crack? my man card. I who ain't going down like that. Who's I sent the pictures, man. I was like, oh, no. I sent them a, 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 a text message with a picture of a man card revoked. Hmm. Well, I... Go ahead, I. I was saying, who's going to crack a brew at that party? Hey, I just had a friend who went to one uh, this past weekend. He told me uh, it, it turned into a baby shower. And then after the baby shower, they started partying. They just took the kids home and had a DJ and party for the rest of the night. Yeah, but see, That's... the people I know, they don't take the kids home. I'm they telling you, right there the kids. I've, 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 I hear y'all, and I hear y'all, but sometimes y'all y'all gonna have to come up to this century. I mean, I've no, been telling we were drinking, we were uh, drinking beer, shooting pool, and everything. Man. Tell them, you man. It's not like it used to be. It's not. T Hawk, I haven't. Okay, I know. I went to one. I know. I went to one, and you know, it was my my godchildren, and the fellas were outside kicking it. While they were inside playing the games and and everything. So what is the point? Okay, hold on, hold on. Who's going to a baby shower where you can drink? What do you mean? What is the point if you're not in there in the baby shower? What's the point? That's right. What point? You just but the point. The change. The change is is you're representing your girl because she wants to go to the to the baby shower and that's why the guys are outside. They don't. Nobody wants to be there. There's no man wants to be there, but. Change. Well, why would you, you know, compromise and say, "All right, I go hang with the fellas outside, and we do drinking out there." That's, that's why you and, go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Well, my wife hold told on. me. They, my wife told me that now they got guys going to bridal showers. 
and I'm not going. And you were the only okay? one out there. And, and, and so, you know, so, so the, the director of the party is talking to my wife, and I hear her saying, oh, don't worry, he'll be there. Mm. But see, he's saying something, he's saying something profound because people don't realize they take leverage. Or they try to get leverage over us, and that's what I mean by pulling your pants down because we've gotten so beaten up in our marriage that we just say, okay, to keep her quiet. But you don't know that um, they're telling their friends, oh, yeah, you know, he'll do what anything I say. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, but, I mean, women women don't like a punk. They like a dude, you know, to go on and every night. I mean, it's okay to go ahead and, and accommodate them and go on and make the sacrifice for them. But every now and then, you got to be a man, too. You got to stand for something. Like, look. You got to say no. My wife already knows if all the friends, all our friends in the world are going to be at this baby shower, as soon as she find out about it, she can go and let them know I ain't coming. <laughs> she can already let them know. Like, let me ask you this. What if your wife thought like Andrew's wife, where she wanted you to come? Then what? How would you respond? Would you still be like, nope, I ain't going? If she, no. if she literally is like, Ike, I would really want you to come. I don't want to drive. Let's say it was two hours away or three hours away. Right, it's two hours away. It's bad weather. Yeah. He's going to ride the showers up there, up the road. And it's, but yeah, yeah, I played that scenario already. I've been lived that one. Uh, it's easy because I could just do a relation game with her. I could say, okay, I go to the baby shower as soon as you sit through a whole football game. Mm, why it's got to be tit for tat? Why? Why? Nah, why because that? because she know I know ain't no hell. She gonna sit through an entire football game. She can't sit through a quarter. But I know I, she can't. Well, that, she need to change. They, she need to change. They probably watching a football game at the baby shower. That, that's fine. I'm not. I, I've, they've tried that with me. They've told me that. They told me they had bought my favorite beer. They said the Ravens are playing. Yeah. I on through. You know, we having the baby shower specifically an hour before the game starts. You can watch the game. And I said, no, it's a baby shower. Don't give a damn about no baby shower. <laughs> well, listen, 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 listen to this scenario. Because I, I, I got to ask this. This is my situation. Now, I got a lot of different businesses going on at one time. So sometimes at this point in time, I don't have the time to go out there and cut my grass. So sometimes Your own grass? Goes out there, my own grass. Because I'm doing everybody else's, I got to come back to paperwork. You know, I got so many things going on. So then my wife comes out, and she's been helping me. So she'll go with me and help cut grass. And when she'll come home, she'll help quit and cut grass. Now, me, I feel funny because that's my job. That's my job. That's my job. I'm supposed to be out there cutting grass. Regardless of what I'm supposed to do, I'm supposed to be, you know, going out there, stopping and going to cut the grass. But I'm cool with that. I'm cool that she's helping me out because we help each other out. I don't have a problem with it. But did I do something? Is that change? Am I losing my man card because I accepted that change that she's helping me? You know, in your eyes, in in, in any of those, in y'all guys' eyes. I don't think so. I don't think so. 
How do you, you lose you your out? man card? I just got a question because you both mentioned the word man card. How do you lose your man card when you're a married man handling your business? How, mm. how can you actually lose your man card? Mm. Wow. Well, because well, you, give up, you give up some responsibility. You give up? That's an open question right there. I mean, that I, is I remember right a guy got on the call a couple of years ago when his wife got on the call. And she snatched his man card all up out of his hand. Yeah, but that's uh, yeah. not what that's not what the question he said. He said if if you're handling your business, that let's say say for example that a guy you know handling his business goes to a baby shower, so his exactly. man card is revoked. At no, that point, no, I mean handling if his business okay with him, that's okay. Okay. Okay, but if he has a stance, all right, and 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 you know. He won't stand up for what he believes. I mean, you know, that's not an issue for some guys. I mean, there's guys today that that's not an issue with. Exactly. Okay? Right. But guys, I'm going to tell you what, I don't know about your dad, Rodney, but my dad wouldn't be caught dead at a baby shower. <laughs> but see, no, here's, my here's dad wouldn't eat. Here's okay? the difference that's in, in, in our fathers. Here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the difference in our fathers, too, is that my father wouldn't change a diaper either. Okay, my mm-hmm. grandfather wouldn't change a diaper. So you want me to push a baby Yeah, I mean, but no, I mean, I, I probably changed the most diapers, you know, in, in my house. You know, so I mean, you know, and again, it's not that changing the diaper is not man. I mean, it's my child too. You know, so I think I think my father made a mistake by not changing yeah. my diaper. By being like, I ain't doing that, you know, that, let your mama change your diaper, boy. I mean, that's the stance that the, the old heads in our era took. That was a mistake. That's bonding right there. My son know when he needs a diaper change, who who he come to? Daddy, I change a diaper. I ain't like, mm, you know, mama, where's your mama at? Get your mama I'm going to tell you what, that's some bonding I could do without. My <laughs> 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 grandson... When, when it's time to change him, he goes to mama or grandmama, okay? My pop doesn't have to change him. Now, I have when he's here with me, but, I mean, I, you know, not that I don't, you know, it's just, you know, there's too many women around it for me to have to do that. Mm. <laughs> wow. Woo. Wow. Woo. I, like, I, I like it. That was hard, wasn't it? I like I mean, cause I mean, you, you, I mean, you, you. It, it makes it seem that you, you make it seem like I like changing his diapers. I mean, I don't. But, but again, that's your son. Going, going back that's to the time when you change, become a grandfather, it's not that's his son. It's just that's his no. choice. Right. No, no, no. But that's your son. When, when, when you become a grandfather, it'll probably change. Okay, no, well, mother's or around, or father's around, or your, or your wife's around. And, and there's something weird that happens when a woman becomes a grandmother. She's excited to change the diapers. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm not, not, I'm not kidding you. Not My wife loves to change this boy's diaper. <laughs> okay. I'm not yeah, a grandfather yet, so maybe somebody can speak on that from the grandfather perspective. I can. I and my, wife ain't Go ahead, changing, my wife ain't changing no diapers. So when my grandkids, I, 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 I changed diapers. 
Okay. Well, maybe it's just my wife. Yeah, she ain't really taking nobody's diaper. <laughs> and you got how many grandkids, T.R.? Two. And you mm-hmm. changed both of them? Yeah, yeah. If I got them, I'd change them. I ain't going to have them. Sleep. I don't have a problem changing them. But my wife really, I mean, she, she's just weird, man. But it's the answer is if, if their mom is here, I'm not changing them. Y'all go change your kids' diapers. But if right. I got them, I'll change them. I mean, if they're there with you, that's what you would do. I mean, you're not going to let exactly. your baby go around like that. But he yeah, said but if the baby's there with him and his wife, he's going to change it. Yeah. But, uh, but, then his, but you see, his wife, it's not like an ex, not an exciting thing for her. She's not like, oh, wow, you know, the grandbaby, I can't, you know. Um, and and how, how, is your, how is her relationship with the grandbaby? Uh, it's it's good, but you know she ain't changing those diapers. Okay, because I have a friend of mine. I got a friend of mine that got remarried and has children from his first marriage, a child from his first marriage, who has had children, and his wife, who has been married to him now for twenty years, does not look at those children as her grandchildren. Wow, kind of freaks me out. And 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 y'all who have ever been around my wife, around her, you know her grandchildren, those are my, my, you know, from my children, not hers. You would never know there isn't an ounce of of, of her DNA in those children. Well, is that yeah. right? I mean, is that right that, that 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 she would feel like that, or she treat them like that? I don't know if that's right. That's weird to me, but that's what she does. They don't call her grandma enough. I said, what did they wow. call her? She said, they don't call her anything. You know, I just I just found out I had my uh, my third grandchild, and, and she's a girl. And we just found it out last Wednesday. So we met her for Saturday. The girl didn't want to tell us she was pregnant. You know, long story short, um, they in the shelter. And, and it's like she just said, we just want you guys, I just want you guys to have a relationship with my kids, and it's like okay, I want to have a relationship with your kids, but I remember when the last time that was spoken, you know, look upstairs. Now we got that running around here. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, you know, um, but at the same time, I don't want somebody looking at where well, y'all living in that big old house. Y'all can take care. Y'all can let that girl come in here with them kids, and y'all can do this and y'all can do it. I mean, I want to be grandpa. You know, I want to kiss you and feed you a little bit, and when you start crying, give you back to your mama. But and, you don't want to be changed to the look, garden. Say again. You don't want to be changed to the garden. You want to just stay. You want to stay grandparent, but you don't want to be the guardian. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to take care of nobody's kids, and we we already got one. And then you know, I'm real skeptical of anybody saying, you know, the first thing they say, "Oh, meet your grandbaby," and then you see how cute she is. And then they say, well, can you keep it for a day? And it turns into a week, and then it turns into a month, and then so on and so forth. Next thing you know, you got custody of them. You know? And then now they're looking at me like, well, everybody's not like that. But they're okay, but were you in a shelter, and you, you're you making me seem like I'm a bad person because you're making your problem my problem. Mm-hmm. I feel bad that you're in a shelter with two of my grandkids, but if the dude didn't, didn't, didn't tie you up the first time, you know, and you knew he wasn't no good after the first baby and he had you in the shelter, why would you sleep with him again and get back in there? Now you got two kids in the shelter. 
But, again, don't come over here and look at my spot and be like, I mean, all we need is this corner right over here. And then I look like the bad guy if I say no. You know, me and my wife was watching an episode of the Cosby's where the oldest daughter and her husband was living in a rundown apartment and she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was just like they was doing the reverse psychology on Heathcliff and Claire. You know, they live mm-hmm. in this apartment, and the baby is due in less than a month. And, and you know, they're like, well, we're going to put the little crib over here. And they're looking at this apartment like, this is where our granddaughter's going to stay. <laughs> right. But, they had, but they had to roll with it because at the end of the day, they put their foot down and said, they can't come back here. Right. So if that's right. the way you want to raise your grandchild, you know, our grandchild, then we have to respect that. Right, but they I, pull that. That, that was the way I was with my kids, and I let them know, you know, I love you, but you can't bring it here. If you're old it, enough to have it, you got to go take care of it. Now, it, obviously, it, if something happened, uh, you know, where, where you know, something happened to her and, and, and I had to take care of it, you know, I mean, if she was, you know, injured or killed or something, you, you got to do things. But just to take somebody's kid and raise it, that's not for me. And I'll. I got relatives that do that. My wife's family, they, they snatch the kids, and, and I'm raising this one. And, you know, hey, more power to you, but that's just not the way I want to spend the rest of the next 20 years of my life. I'd rather be in a room or something. Mm-hmm. So change. So so making change for family is, is, is more difficult than making change just for your marriage. Hmm? The change is if you you're making a change for your family, a daughter, or aunt, cousin, maybe giving them some money or letting them come into your home. That's that's very difficult to do and compromise when it comes to your marriage. But you gotta have that communication with your wife and both of y'all have to be on the same page for that change to happen. See, my house right? my house isn't big enough for somebody else to move here. That's a lie. <laughs> That's the absolute truth. My house isn't even big enough for my mama to move here. That's right. I'm going to build you a house. That, that is not is true. big enough for us. That is funny. Technically, it is big enough. No, we're not talking about size. We're talking about egos. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, understand. I understand. It's not about <laughs> ego. It's that it's so easy to bring somebody in and so hard to get them out. Yeah, but, I mean, but then you think about the, like I said, the ego. It's like you know, my mama came in just to visit, and I came home, and she didn't like something arranged in a certain place. She asked me, "Why don't you put this here?" And my wife said, "I want it there." And by before she left, it was, you know, we was like, well, matter of fact, Badge's wife came over, and she was like, "Where's that vase I love?" And we were looking for. I said, "I don't know what happened to our vase," you know. <laughs> and my mom had put it where she told my wife, you know, where she where it should be. Wow. And, and it's, I don't need you to be in my, my house, you know, rearranging my stuff. I mean, even though it's big enough for everybody to have their own space, I mean, you coming up in my space. And then my mom thinks she can just run and walk in our room and, you know, without knocking, you know. Oh, my and, goodness. Oh, you wow. There can only be one king and one queen in the castle. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, and if if you ain't my prince or princess, you can't live here. You can visit. We have we have a three day rule in our house, and we say relatives are like fish. After three days, they start to stink, so they got to go. <laughs> my mother tell you, Mm-mm, I know as a three day rule. I said, That's right, Mama. I love you, but you got to go. 
And Andrew, I know if you're going to be be real about that Navy situation, I know you can attest to that. No, not Andrew. Well, you mean Darren? I think. I mean Darren. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Darren been in the Navy. But that's the truth. Okay, I, I, I uh, that's how I met my second wife. Hmm? That's how I met my second wife. Oh yeah, you were shocked. Huh? You was, was, was shoplifting the booty from a military wife? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh. I've been out there, man. I'm mad at you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bag up. What did you say? <laughs> it's a shop, You did what to what there? Shoplift the booty from a military wife. Wow. Yeah, wow. While he's deployed, he he's sneaking in in the back door. Oh man, he so he want. Oh wow. Well, that's why when he said I said, "Hey, he read he read my sheet." <laughs> <laughs> I do know. Just a man. I mean, you know. I, I wasn't even attracted to her. I, I just, we just get high together. And, and you know, hmm. she's like, you know what type is? I'm like, tap that? She's like, I don't, I don't want you to kiss me because I don't like you like that, but you can tap this. I was like, all right, I don't like you like that either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, you. Wow. I mean, it happens, right? Is that There are men out there that don't want their women to work. And, and they reference the Bible um, to that case. But are they wrong? It's, it, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's I mean, a change some men want to, they can control. They can have more control. Some men want to do it strictly because you know that's you know that's biblical law and that's what they want to do. I mean, you know, its own reason. You know. But that word control. Is that part of change? Um, trying to have control over someone by making yeah. Well, wait a minute. You know, there's, there's some some people that choose. Okay, the what? You know, you're gonna stay home and, and raise the children, and you know, we're gonna sacrifice to be able to do that. I don't think it's it has to be a control issue. I mean, it's control because she's not making any money. If she's not making any money, she's only fooling. So you don't tell me if you had if you had three or four children at home. I mean babies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and your wife was 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 let's raised. Say, let's say two teenagers. Let's talk about a situation I know. Let's say two teenagers. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Well, teenagers can take care of themselves, and you're not having to pay, you know, child care. Okay. All right. You know, you're not having to do that with with teenagers unless you got something wrong with the teenager. Right. Anyway, 
Well, I'm going to tell you what. If 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 my wife and I, you know, were blessed with a, with a child, she would stay home. We talked about that before we got married. Oh, but, because but, I wouldn't but see, want, you talked about it before you got married. What well, happened? I would not want because uh, we wanted to have a baby. Uh, we had children before we got married, and we wanted to have a baby. But this wasn't God's plan. And um, as a matter of fact, she did get pregnant, but we lost the baby. And you know, we planned for her to be to stay home at least until the child got into you know into school full time. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. But, and I mean, you know, we would just do what we do, and that was the way it was. That because we didn't, we just. We that's what we wanted to do, and we would tighten up our belt to change our lifestyle, and that was the way it would be. Because mm-hmm. I know some folks that, um, you know, let's say both of them have good incomes. They went and bought a nice house, got the nice cars, and um, they're already married, and there was no problems. However, she's gotten pregnant. And then throughout the, let's say, second trimester, comes to the husband and says, you know what, I think I'm going to stay out longer. Matter of fact, I don't think I'm going back to work until the kids get into middle school. Now, see, I, I have a How problem with that. How does that conversation that? go? I have a problem with that. Okay, because that has to be a joint decision. And, and you know, at this juncture in my life, it wouldn't be a financial issue that we'd have to make that decision. We we made that decision based on what was best for our child and best for us. But I don't think I, I think there'd be a real problem if the wife said this is what I'm going to do, or the husband said this is what I'm going to do. Because from what I understand, you know, there's house husband. Well, well, you're breaking up. I don't know if anybody heard everything you said, Andrew. Did everybody hear that? No, I said, I said I have a problem where, where you know, where the woman says this is what I'm going to do, instead of it being a, um, you know, a, a joint conversation. Yeah, but, but you know, they know nine times out of ten the answer is going to be no. Well, not really, because if you if you get if like when, in my situation when I told my wife when my wife and I discussed it we you know we had two growing kids and uh and the grandkid wasn't even in the situation we had two growing kids that needed to be at home uh that that needed somebody at home when they got home from school to help them with their homework to cook and make sure their clothes was washed and clean and make sure they had a a balanced uh uh no no TV during the week just rules and you know, in our old neighborhood, you know, the kids that was coming home with no with no parents there, they was getting into all kind of trouble. And we had to actually tell our kids, you can't go over that person's house because their parents are not home. And they was like, well, why not? They can have company. I was like, well, that's not right either because no one's home, no one's there to watch you. All we're gonna do is play video games. Well, you know, that little girl ended up pregnant at a young age, but at the same time, at our house. You know, since it was it was monitored all the time, it was always somebody there. You know, they couldn't get over as much. They couldn't get over in school. They couldn't just tell us anything without us double-checking on it because while I was at work, my wife was able to, to tackle those things, you know, that the kids try to get over on when they can get over on me. They can ask me for something. I'd be like, yeah, just get out of my face because I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. But they couldn't just 
say something to her and her just be like, oh, okay, you can, she won't, her response won't be the same as mine. Because Man, she's I, there I, all the time. Personally, I think that's, that's probably the best way to raise children. Nobody's going to love your children the way you are. I don't care how much you pay a, a daycare center or a babysitter. They're not going to love your kids the way you do. And, yeah. you know, sometimes that has to happen. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. I'm just saying that if, if, if you're in a situation that it's important to you and you can afford it or you can change your lifestyle to, to handle it, I think, I think you should be applauded. But you don't. But you don't do that. You don't make that change based off affordability because you don't know if you can hat you can you can do it or not. You just just kind of trust God and say, you know, God, you said that um, that I, I should be able to do this, and you will provide, and you will make sure that all all um, all exits are covered and everything. So we're gonna do this, and and we're gonna trust you with our finances. And then it gets easier as time goes by because you never miss that extra money because it's not about the money at the time. You look at your family life. And you look at what you invested in and what your wife is doing while you're not at home, and you come home and see your kids, and you find out that at the age of 18 and 15, they still virgins while all their friends are, you know, out there doing their thing, you know, and and nobody's monitoring them, and you know, nobody that the upbringing is different, and and uh, everything is different from our children by their friends. The only thing I would defer with that would be. If you don't look at the finances and make that a consideration and just say I trust God, you are out of your crazy mind. Okay. No. If you got mortgages you, and you got this and you got that and you don't have a way to handle it, you just want to say God's going to provide. That's crazy. No, no, no. I'm not saying doing it with with, with no with no conscious that saying okay, I'm going to go out here and quit my job and God is going to provide. I'm not saying right. it that way. You have to look I'm, at things and you got to say he's saying we set a plan. That will 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 manage that so that that can. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you then and then and say, how can we afford this? How do we do this? Do we need to cut back on this or that? You know, do we go without this? Or how can we make this happen because this is important to us? Well, I'm I'm saying all that. I'm I'm not I'm skipping all of that because that that's like understood. You know, well, but, no, no, no. you said you said the finances doesn't matter. We're just gonna trust God that He's gonna take care of it, and because we're gonna raise the kids that way. And no, what I'm what I'm saying is, if you see a need for your children to be at home, where it's chaos all around them, okay, mm-hmm. you just can't say well, keep working and then they can become hoes because we, as long as we're making this money come in, you can't do that. You have to make a, you got to look at the whole scenario and say, okay, now let's let's figure out these bills first because one of us got to stay at home because this some is going on in this neighborhood that we don't really want our kids to be. You know, um, right. and to. you may you may have to downsize the house, the cars, whatever it happens to be, because that's important and a priority. And I applaud that. All I'm saying is that everybody is not in that situation. There are single parents out here that are not in that situation. They just can't quit their jobs and raise their kids. All right, yeah, you know, and there are some people that because of their, remain on their jobs, just to remain on the topic, people work. Just to remain on this topic, we you know that conversation. That's why this is good because we're talking about that change. You know, some people may not, they may not fear to change and say, okay, you know, let's do it, and we'll work it out as we go. And then you have some people say, hey, we need a plan before we can do it. We're gonna do but it. I'm just saying, once you do it God's way, He multiplies, and that's what that's what's been happening since we did it that way. I mean, without her working, we gained we gained more without her working than while she was working. 
You know, so that's what that's what I'm saying. When you when you trust God and put it in His hands, and make sure that every that, that the bare minimum is covered. You know, and and you go after the you have a good heart to hey, I'm going to raise these kids as God say they should be raised, and I'm going to do it God's way to change up things a little bit. So more you make, the more you think you want to have, the more you think you need, and you really don't need that. But when when things start pouring into your life without her working, it it, it becomes almost a miracle. That you know, when when people hear that we have three homes and and, it, and it's just only one income coming in, they they ask all the time, "How are you doing it?" And I said, "I'm not showing them. It's no secret. I just tell them what God showed me." But then they like, "Wow, you know." And you you the only one working? Yeah, I I am only one income. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask everybody this question: Do you think that change or, or any type of change makes a difference in a good marriage? Or in a long-lasting marriage. Well, if you have a marriage and you don't change, <laughs> something's really wrong. I mean, you get married at twenty or thirty, whatever age you get married, and you, you haven't changed anything. I mean, something's really wrong. You know, you're two different people, but down the line, things have to change. Yeah. And the reason why I ask that question is because I hear a lot of people say, "Yeah, we got a good marriage. Everything's good." It's the yeah. present time. Somebody got a TV on. Yeah. Turn the TV down. Yeah, somebody in the background has some echo. Thank you. But, yes, yeah, um, you hear that all the time. Oh, yeah, our marriage is good. However, when they get behind closed doors, they're stressed. And, and their marriage may not last long. And I'm just trying to figure out, is that because they're not compromised to change. They're, they're not they're not willing to change because everything is good right now. They're comfortable. You know, I think a marriage can stagnate if you don't change. Mm. And anything that stagnates starts to stink. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, but the one thing that that you can be absolutely sure of is change. And if you don't change when things are changing, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. Life is going to is going to be changing and things yeah. happen. And you have got to adapt and change with it. If you just say, "Well, you know, we got married at 22 years old and we're going to stay in, and we're going to everything's going to be exactly the same until we die at 85 or whatever." I mean, that's just not even it doesn't even make past the stupid test. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let me ask the same person at, at 22 that, that you're going to be at 52. It's funny because sometimes no, I've talked to, to young kids, and they're so staunch in their belief. And I'll say, well, yeah, I understand that, but trust me, 10 years from now, you're going to think differently. And they say, oh, no, I won't. I'm going to think exactly the same as I do today. And I say, you probably won't because you're going to grow and change. Oh, no. And I say, do you think the same way you did 10 years earlier when you were 12? No. You grow and you change. Mm. You're right. You're right. You're right. So is um, with that being said, let me ask this question. Do you think a lot of people are, are fearful of change because change is failure? Change is what? It's failure. 
they think if they change, change failure, you know, yeah. I think more People scared of change. Change is fearful because it's unexpected. They don't know what's going to happen. Control of everything. Right, but if they're fearful, they're scared. Of, they're scared of failing, right? So they may not want to take that that risk or that change. I mean, because change is risk. Right. In marriage. In marriage. And the reason why I say this is when we, because here at 11 o'clock, as we know, we got the our, our college coming up next month on October 19, 2013, our marriage communications challenge. I want to get to right where we need to be, and that's one of the topics we're going to be talking about is communication. And... The, do you right now need to change the way you talk to your wife? Or are you going to have, you know, you, you escalated stuff that's going to go down here? And the reason why I bring this up is because I was watching the news today. And I don't know if everybody watched the news, but um, we all knew it was going to happen. We're just waiting for this guy to break down even more. Because George Zimmerman went through his wife, his wife, she did her job, and she stood by his side throughout the case. And then she left him. Man, she only left him so she can get that money. That's all. She she don't want to split that money up when she sell her life story. Come mm-hmm. on, man, book deals, movie deals, you know, all of that stuff. She yeah, give him but he's threatening, you know, but the same thing has happened again. He beat, he beat up her father today, right? He gets arrested hey, again. He beat up the girl's father, and she called the cops on him. And um, he was standing outside the house when they got him, and he supposedly had a gun and was like, come on outside. And, um, well, I mean, he's invincible now. What do you expect? Right. But with that being said, I mean, He's fearful of losing his wife because he loses everything, right? And we just talked about that fear. So he's freaking out. And now he he has to try to change and adapt because he has this bullseye on his chest. Does anybody else hear that what bullseye yes, does he have? I, I don't know. So what? What would you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. You said he's got a bullseye. I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, when I when I say he has a bullseye, he's in the he's in the he's he's on television. Everything he do is scrutinized. Uh, it, you know, they got pictures of him at the gun show, looking for guns. He's Every time he he's speeding and getting tickets, you know he's always in the news, and you can just see this man falling apart. And guess what? Now he's losing his marriage because of some because of what he did in the past. Do you think the way you talk to your wife now? 
affects your marriage. And if you don't change the way you talk to your wife and communicate with your wife, you may lose your wife. I wouldn't I wouldn't go to that extent, but I think that we all um come out wrong at some point and we gotta straighten it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, except Rodney. But I think everybody else <laughs> comes out wrong at some I know I do. There's times I gotta say, yeah. Honey, you know, I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have spoke to you that way, would you please forgive me? And once yeah. we, you know, once we get to that point, then it's 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 done, you know. But I, I don't know any marriage where every, you know, where both parties always speak to each other with, you know, with love and patience and all that. I mean, we 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 live in a world where we have stress and things happen, and and we just get caught wrong sometimes. We're thinking wrong. But if 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 your attitude is, I don't have to step up to the plate. When I do wrong, then that's that's more of a, of an issue, you know, that you have inside of you that you don't think that you can do any wrong, and the people around you just have to accept it, and that attitude will end will end you in a terrible marriage. Yeah, and I'll just echo on what he's saying. I think that there's communication, and then there's effective communication, and I think a lot right. of times it's based on communication. And I give an example. It's like you tell a child, don't go touch that stove because it's hot. But they still want to go touch that stove. And I think sometimes we talk that way to our wives and to our spouses, you know, well, don't do this because, you know, it's it's not right. But we don't explain to that child how hot it is and what we really mean by it. They have to see for themselves, and I think marriage is the same way. We say it, but they're not hearing it. They say something to us. And we're not hearing it. And there's got to be a way that we got to be heard. You know what I'm saying? We have to make the communication more effective. And I think you know, that that's funny, when, when you say that, that reminds me when I first got married, you have to learn how to speak to your spouse in a way they're going to receive it. Because when I got married to Glenn, she would tell me things. Um, she would say, well, you have to do this and you have to do that. And, and and the cackles on the back of my neck would stand up. And I'd say, I don't have to do jack. Okay? And she'd right. look at me like, what? What do you mean? What do you get so upset? And and the word that she would use that I would have to, that would bother me. Okay? And I'd say, you're not my mother, and I don't have to do anything. And she didn't mean it that way. That was just the way they spoke to each other in their family. you got to do this, and you got to do that. I don't got to do nothing. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to effectively communicate what you mean without pissing off your spouse. Mm. Yeah, so that, I, I mean, yeah, because I find myself sometimes just firing back when that happens. That type of situation, so I just fire one back, and however it comes out, it just comes out. Because you get mm-hmm. frustrated. You get frustrated because you like, you know. You're not talking to Quick and Yana. You're talking to me. Right. I'm not your child. <laughs> you must be talking to Deja because you ain't talking to me. And it's not. She's like, and I don't mean it that way. I mean, why are you taking that? I mean, like, it's just the way it came out. Because, like, we, we all have those buzzwords. And we have to learn our spouse to understand what those buzzwords are. 
and we've got to stay away from those. And even if it isn't anything to us, if it's something to them, we've got to learn them because, we, as Tony said, we want to be able to effectively communicate. We don't want to throw up roadblock in the middle of it because we, we, we've said a word or, or a phrase that we know is going to piss them off. Mm-hmm. Unless we just want to piss them off. Right. Because we all know the buttons to push. Mhm. Sometimes I feel like you know it's me because I didn't nip it in the butt. I just keep doing it, the same thing. So I get the same reaction every single time. And I know wow. I need to change yeah. nip it in the butt. You know, so it you know we can better effectively communicate because you know we don't mean to do it to each other, but it just. And the thing that has helped me tremendously in this is to realize that I dropped the ball and that I'm not perfect. And when my wife drops the ball, it's a lot easier for me to forgive her because I know that I'm going to drop the ball and I want her to forgive me instead of carrying that kind of stuff. Because I think Rodney said in the beginning, he thought he was the perfect husband. So he and and it was you know she should be honored to be married to him. Well, boy, being married to that kind of situation would get real frustrating real fast. Hey, and Rodney I, had a thing. Mhm. Although I mean, he's he pretty close to the now, but I mean, person. yeah, I'm close. I'm close. I'm still close. 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 Mm-hmm. No, nah, I don't know about that, sir. But you know, <laughs> only one perfect person. He <laughs> did close. Did close. We all make mistakes, but um, we're getting into those those stronger questions. We're getting there. We're getting there. Do you need to change how you you place your wife on a pedestal? That's a tricky one. Yeah, can you explain that? Can you go deeper into that? Uh, It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one because some of us put her too high on a pedestal, and some of us don't have her up there at all. Mm. It's a double-edged sword to answer. I mean, you know, you got to, I think that's a to each his own kind of question. Yeah. You're right. See, because I spoil my wife, and I know there's things that I say that she wants to reach to the level that I claim. Yeah. And I want to do the same thing. I want to be that husband, although sometimes I drop the ball. Because, but because she knows I'm perfect, I'm not on a pedestal. Um, in my previous marriage, I was, and when I fell off the pedestal, because she had put that so high, I mean, it was like destruction everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you if you put a person up to a level that that's not possible. For the fall. Yep. You're waiting because um, then you don't know how to handle it when when you fail when you when you make a mistake and you got it so high and then you can't reach it and then and then something slips and falls and then something breaks. It's it's tough putting your life on the on the pedestal. If you that's what you wanted, 
That's what you got it for. But what happens when it when when that change and you say, all right, I'm not going to continue to put you on this high pedestal. I'm going to put you on a midway, and then things drastically change because now she feels like you don't care about it. What do you do then? I didn't understand it. Sorry. I don't know. What do you do when you take her off the pedestal? Let's say you change and say, I'm not putting you on this pedestal anymore. And now she changes back on you. But changes in what you And I do agree with sometimes, sometimes you got to take them off that pedestal. I mean, that's that's anybody. But you if you're spoiling and you're not spoiling anymore, she gets upset with you and now she, you know, then what? Well, I mean, you know, you got to follow, you got to see it through. You did it well, for a reason. You got to define what putting them on the pedestal means. Hmm? I mean, are you acting like this stuff don't stink? That they're perfect people? Right. You know? Mrs. Perfect. I mean, you know, if you're doing that, then, then that person, you're doing them a disservice because they can't live to that standard. Unless they're Rodney. And, I mean, that's a problem. I mean, nobody can live that way, and that's a whole lot of picture. And usually the person that's put on that kind of pedestal doesn't want to be on that kind of pedestal. And they're trying to say, look, I am not like that. You know, and, and don't think I am. So, I mean, if that's what you mean by a pedestal, then, you know, but I, you know, when I say I spoil my wife, I mean, you know, I, you know, I just want her to know, you know, that I appreciate her and I want to do things that I, you know, will let her know I appreciate her. Although I know she's not perfect, I know she drops the ball, things happen. All right, but I, I want her to know that I appreciate her. So I'm always listening, trying to listen between the lines hear what her needs are and her wants and desires so I can fill them. Good. Yeah, I mean, we do the best we can, but we want her to be our trophy wife. But sometimes we got to be their trophy husband too, right? I'm not looking for a trophy wife. I'm looking for a real woman. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Hey, Tone, I'm right yeah. up your alley right now. All right, this question is 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 directed to you because this is your favorite topic of the night. Do you think that you need to change the way you and your wife have sex with each other? How is that my favorite topic? <laughs> <laughs> Like what? <laughs> hey, man, what? <laughs> what the hell? How did I get involved in any of that? <laughs> hey, when it comes to sex, that's your favorite topic. He might be right. 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 You're all in. I got to get into that. 
<laughs> I'm pleading the fifth on that question. How about that? <laughs> I'm gonna let so y'all. She, if she has, if she still <laughs> up with handcuffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, no, I'll take a shot at it. I mean, take a shot at it. I mean, do men need to change the way? It don't have to be you, but do men need to change the way they have sex with their wives? I mean, you've been with them for, you know, some some been seven, eight, ten, twenty, forty years. If you're doing the same thing, you're getting the same results, right? Still fluffing the pillows. <laughs> oh, that was classic, Rodney. Classic. You're fluffing the pillow. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you seen the movie Temptation? You seen it? Oh yeah, he's fluffing the pillow. You're right. But That's nothing. Right. Yeah. That's right. It all depends mm. on 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 what your expectations are. If you expect excellence, then you got to make a change. If you expect mm-hmm. normalcy and, and mediocre mediocrity, then just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, but you do know you think? Do you think that 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 um, things are going to be the same when you got married at 23 that they're going to be at 73? Well, let's not say then because now you got health concerns to yeah. change. Let's just say when you're old and everything still works, go to that age. Well, how do you know everything ain't going to still work at 73? It ain't going to work like it does when you're 20-something. That's what, <laughs> That's my point. You're going to change physically. Yes. Okay, so things are going to be different. So let me ask you a question. You think a 70-year-old man wants less because he's 70? No. That's I why mean, he's going to get less. I it's mean, he's going to be three get. times a day. But does he want less? No. No, he doesn't I want don't less. Know. He I mean, I'm less. Not, but I'm just saying, I mean, when I was 23, man, I mean, you know, three, four times a day wasn't enough. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's ask Andrew. I mean, he is close to 73. I mean, we ain't damn Pete Town, you're killing me. All right. 
You got yeah, to save that stuff, man. Yeah, you can't spill it, man. Can't all spill right. the secret. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let me rephrase. I know that some folks where, you know, they look at their wives and the wives come to bed in a T-shirt and, and some flannel pants. How do you get yourself in the mood? Yeah, you know, sign a little pajama pants. Is the heat not working? <laughs> Is the heat not working in the house? I don't know, but you have people that go to bed like that. All right. What? How do sleeping you? Sleeping in a log cabin. Are you sleeping in a log cabin? <laughs> How does that happen? How does that happen? How do you change that? How do you say, hey, baby, you know, you come in the bed with your T-shirt and flannel, pajama pants on, and I just, I just, I don't like it. How's that communication? Somebody How's got that conversation go? I mean, yeah. I say it's possible. I mean, it doesn't happen in my house, but I say it's possible when, you know, you're trying to save uh, money on the uh, gas and electric by keeping it chilly. So, you know, people have to walk around in, um, you know, sweatshirts and flannel pants and flannel sheets and that kind of stuff. But, you're I mean, funny, it, right? it, it is. It is possible. Um, you said walk around. There comes a time where ain't no more walking. You going yeah, to go to sleep? Like you ain't the man up under the covers. Yeah, I mean, if you some you people got go to sleep and that stuff. If you if you again, you're trying to save money. You know, you got covers, so you know you turn the heat way down at night. Some people do that. All I right, don't. but okay. But how 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 does the conversation about sex end up happening? Don't you just because now there's there's no mood. I mean, when you want to, don't you get excited when you see your wife come out the shower glisten, and then all of a sudden you ready, and then she got on she done threw on the flannel, the flannel pajamas. <laughs> Right? Where's that? There was that communication. I miss the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a that's silent saying, "Go to bed," because I don't want to deal with you. And isn't that what that is? When, you, when you're dealing with that type of situation, or is it okay? She's she's playing hard to get, and you you just gotta work your way taking those things off. For some folks, it might be a challenge, and, and that's how they keep their marriage going. I don't know. Yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, you're really bringing up an excellent point. I'm, I'm surprised people aren't really jumping at this uh, question, but a lot of times that's the signal that we get, you know, as a don't touch me or, you know, tonight ain't the night kind of signal, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that that communication of of how you know how do we need to change? Is it because we it's the same old same old? So if you want it, you don't have to work for it. You know, where does the com- the communication come in saying, "Hey, we need to try something different"? Or as somebody said earlier in the call, sometimes women want you to just be aggressive. 
Don't wait till I put the clothes on. You know, catch me when I'm coming out the shower or or just, just talk trash to me. And make me, you know, one man says sometimes a woman wants you to be a man. Somebody said that earlier tonight, and they just want you to be a little aggressive. As I said on one call, just smack the booty a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you can't you can't throw up you can't throw up the white flag and then talk about I need you to be aggressive. <clears throat> and, and and the white flag is the flannel. Flannel. <laughs> yeah, but you I can't mean, have she, it both ways. Yeah, but if you you catch her before she put on the flannel, you you in there, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, because when you when you first got married, nobody went to bed with anything on. And then now you 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 know you ten years in your marriage and now you got on the flannel pants. So I mean, when did this change happen? Do you think it was something that you did? I mean, is that a discussion you need to have? I mean, when did this change come? Where you know, do you want me to buy some lingerie? Do you want me to buy an electric blanket? I mean, we, we got to figure this thing out. I mean, isn't that the conversation? Uh, well, I got another twist for you. What happens after okay. the call tonight? She sleep. Uh-huh. And? and? Hey. I ain't going to sleep. Wow. Back in the wow. day, you could just roll it over. No. Yeah. Hey, hey check this out. <laughs> Did you didn't you let him go to work. Come on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think y'all missed that. Say that again, Darren. I said, if you didn't let him go, if you didn't make him go to work, you can get him up. <laughs> oh, there you go. And the thing got to get him in the morning. <laughs> right, now, now, how many of y'all here? I got to get up at 6 o'clock. There you go. He got a point. He got a point. He got a point. Y'all ever heard that one when you get off the call? <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, you ever heard this one? If you had come to bed at a decent hour, Y'all ever heard that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just telling you what happens in my house on a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta get up at five in the morning. You wanna stay on that phone all night. Don't touch me. <laughs> well, and and look, and look, and look, and look, hey, you need you to be on, on the call. Huh? You can't wait over your house every I can't. Right. You be like, you, you wanna be on yep, that's okay. I'm going to sleep. Okay, right, that's fine. But, I mean, back in the day, that was never the reason. Think about that. Yeah, you're That's right. changed. I, I, I want to um, drop a monkey wrench. Wait, wait, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah you're right. But I want to drop a monkey wrench. And y'all right. rolled nicely, nicely into it. Um, and, you know, you're talking about the call, and, you know, we're talking, to, you know, it's the wee hours of the evening, uh, almost about to flip over to the next day. But, um and I'll ask this monkey wrench in, in two different ways, but it's the same question. What does household stress need to change? Or what do we need to change at household stress? We're talking about I think we need to get more brothers on the call. Say again? 
I think we need to get more brothers on the call. I think it's ridiculous that we can have this call every week for years and we don't have ten times the amount of brothers on this call. Yeah. Okay, but there's massive problems happening in marriage and men don't have a clue how to solve it. And then that yeah, reaching out for help. How would that work if we had ten times let's say we have ten callers on here tonight. I don't know. I'm not looking at the screen, but Let's say we, you said 10 times. So let's say we had 100 married men or men in general on the call this evening. How would that work? I don't know. I mean, it may break into into sub-calls. I don't know. But I think, <laughs> I, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There might be two calls going on at the same time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know something would happen. I yeah, know more would men be. will be reached and more marriages will be saved. Yeah, because that would be extremely difficult. Uh, to manage this thing with a hundred guys on the line. Okay, so what if it broke into into three different calls with thirty guys on each call? Still be tough. Yeah, yeah, still be tough. He right. Still be tough. He's got a point. Yeah, he's got a point. Yeah, absolutely. I just think I think I think we need to reach more men because the problem I really believe in marriage is men don't know how to be men and husbands. Yeah, but so it goes with this call tonight. Men don't like change. I'm sorry? Men don't like change. Bingo. That's right. Okay, and I think we are dropping the ball at tra- are training our men, all right, starting from when they're boys, how to be husbands and fathers, godly husbands and fathers. Right. One of the things my, my wife asked me, how can we tell our daughters, save yourself for marriage, but we don't tell our sons that? Mm. Talk to him. Mm-hmm. Talk to him. And, That's and on y'all. I, I don't have sons. That's on y'all. <laughs> and it's tough because I'm going son. through that right now. I'm going through that right now. Boy starting to smell himself, getting a little hair on his balls and everything. And he's, you know, he's he's talking about these girls at school, and I'm talking. But I want to ask you a question. I want to ask Andrew a question. Um, how many men do you think we reach out to on a weekly basis for this thing we do here? Just, I mean, just a guess. I mean, just just your. I don't know because there's, there's you know there's there's a lot of people that get on and just listen, and a lot of people that you know get on uh, through the internet or whatever. And I you know I'm not I'm not you know a director in this show, so I don't know what the numbers are. Um, yeah. But it seems to me. That there need to be more. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how, how in, in your educated guess, how many men do you think that you know, just like you, you know, you get a text message, just like Darren, you know, just like I, y'all all get the same text message every Tuesday. It seems many, to me like many? on a regular basis, there's, there's no more than, than than ten to fifteen men on this call. Yep. Right. So the question was, how many men do you think we reach out to on a weekly basis? Just a guess. I mean, just, just a guess. Well, how many do we actually send out information to? Yes, exactly. Text and what? Yep, yep. Oh, Email, text. Maybe 100? 100, yeah. It's just over 100. Okay. It's over 100. And, and the sad part is, you know, how how many, you know, how many men have, have participated and, and seen it and touched it? And 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 don't think it's important enough that they they spend invest some time to grow and to be better men than they are. 
And that's you just hit the nail on the head, brother. Because out of those 100 men, a large percentage of them have never responded to the email or the text message. I mean, because we could really be talking about anything on here, I mean, really, um, to tell them, you know, what we're talking about. But they've never responded. Some of them, I won't say all of them, but a, a good percentage of them have never responded. And this is how I know, because they see the, the topic and I see them in my travels. And, you know, I've, over the five years I've been doing this thing, I pick up text messages. T-Hawk sends me, you know, add such and such to the list, you know, and I just add them to. I just got to write one text message, and I, it's like a mass email, and, uh, I mean mass message that I do right before the show. Just a friendly reminder because the only people that's got this programmed into our uh, daily and weekly and monthly schedules is us. So for the other folks that may be at Lowe's or, you know, at the at the ballet or whatever it is, they get the text message that's, like, that's oh, ballet. You know, yeah, with the, I mean, with their daughters or something like I do. You know, oh, okay. So, I mean, but literally. I thought you were talking about those dudes that go to the baby shop. <laughs> no, 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 just busy with the family, just busy with, busy with work, you know, busy with work and just, I mean, just forget. And, you know, I see them in my travels, and they, you know, they, they'll come to me and say, man, that topic, you know, y'all had last week or, you know, or this week or last month, man, that that was for me. And I said, oh, well, did you, did you dial in? You, you download? No, 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 man, no. I'm like, why not? <laughs> I mean, if it was for you, how come you didn't take the time? It's like, we're not going to bite you. You know, you know what I think I the real issue is? And I see it here, you know, because we, we seem to, you know, get with people when they're really, you know, I mean, the marriage is on the rocks. Men don't respond until there's a threat. That's it. Yeah, but and it, 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 it woman, goes back. I'm sorry? Yeah, it, it, it goes back to what I said, my the, my very first response, and that was pride. You know, because me, I thought I was the the greatest thing, you know, since sliced bread and all that with a bag of chips, whatever uh, catchphrase you want to use. So, I I mean, at at that time, y'all probably couldn't have got me on the call because I was like, man, I'm the perfect husband, bro. What I need with you, you you slouches. (laughs) The funny thing is it it surprised me when my wife said to me uh, a couple months ago, however long it was, how come you're not getting on the call anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, and and it 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 kind of caught me, like you know, uh, you know what you know. I mean, you know, we get busy with life, we get busy with all kind of things, and and you know, all kind of stuff like that. And a lot of times, Tuesday night is a night we counsel couples, and you know, you just you know, just get on with your life. And and she said that to me, and I sat back and thought. Well, you know what? Iron sharpens iron, and I must be getting dull. Mm. I'm not kidding you. I'm serious. And you know, Tuesday night comes, and 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 you know, like we had a, we had somebody here tonight, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, as soon as they leave, I'm on the call, and they left about nine fifteen. <laughs> you know, so I'm thinking, okay, now this is Tuesday night. This is what I got to do Tuesday night because I don't want I don't want to get so dull. You know that 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 it sneaks up, and I think that's what happens. I think a lot of guys go, "Okay, I'm married. So what? I, why do I need to do anything else? I'm married." Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it goes back to the question I said before about change. Right? Men are comfortable. 
They get comfortable. Right. There's nothing wrong with my marriage. I got a good marriage right now. Right. And I can honestly tell you that the uh, the text message that's been coming out helped me because basically I had stopped listening for a long time and um I've been on for the last three weeks, even though I've been on the show all night, I haven't said anything, I've just been listening, right? But I think mm-hmm. it helps because I've I've been um I've been on it for the last few weeks since every time I get that reminder. So it, it causes me to remember and I do pick up the phone and call. Because you're an effective young man. Oh, That's yeah, great you know word. You Andrew, you know you sexy. <laughs> 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 That's the word. Funny thing is that, uh, <laughs> that Brian, um, you know, uh, reached out to me, and I thought, oh, man, you know what? We got a new phone number. So I was, I, I, I think Rodney, I was like, Rodney, you know, can you put him on the list? Yep. You know, and we all yep. need to be able to, you know, we need a vent sometimes because, you know, sometimes we can't talk to our women. Because, mm-hmm. yep. I mean, sometimes women are knuckleheads. Yep. And you get saying the same thing and you get frustrated and then you don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you, you know, know I nice mean, our, our communication is, is, is... But, yeah, but a lot of men's communication is, is liquor and drinking and, 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 and just... Vetting out who whoever listens. Yeah, because they don't like that, I'm gonna get on this call anyway. Right, because they don't understand priority. See what's going on with my phone here. No, I think mm-hmm. most people have. I think most people have oh, fear about getting on the radio and somebody recognizing that. Right, what, what happened? <laughs> oh, you said fear about getting on the radio? Okay. Yeah, and and having people recognize that voice, and then hearing something about about that person, and then basically okay. having that business in the street. Every man is not willing to get out there and tell something about themselves, oh, yeah. and 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 and, and, so and be heard. And, and fear. I recognize your voice. Yeah, I recognize right. yours all the time. You know. Okay, well, I'll be over there. On... Even you, even though you yeah, were talking about pulling, pulling, pulling people man cards and all that because of the baby shower. <laughs> Hey, I've been on here all the time and listening to you, man. I'm like, it is bad. I wouldn't go to no baby shower either, though. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody mute that line. Somebody mute that line. Mute that brother's line. That's talking. (laughs) Which one is that? (laughs) No. (laughs) Hey, but Brian, you know that's the truth, though, don't you? Oh yeah, no no question, man. No question. Yeah, but I, I mean, going back, going, yeah, going back I think to your point, fearful Brian, about I'm, getting I'm, on the radio. I'm yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just thankful that you you've joined us again because you were never on the list before. You know, right. until we put you on the list, it was kind of you know Andrew told you, and then you know guess what? Andrew dropped off. Right. Just like he said, you know, so yeah. then you you know, you dropped off for whatever reason. But I'm I'm thankful that oh, yeah. Andrew picked up the phone and said, Man, add my boy to the list. And it's done. You know, yeah. I told him I was like it's done. And you get the text message every week. And I call every week. And I call every week every time you come on, you know, because I mean I really think it's important, man. And I think sometimes, you know, the messages that people have to share, the things that they say, man, can be helpful to people, but so many people are just afraid, man, to get on there and talk about Hey, I'm going through something, or maybe their wife might hear them and they think their their new address is going to be Curbside Drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, 
so how saying. can we? So how can we be more? How can we get more people? Not, if not on this call, what venue will work? You know that's that's a that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one because everybody everybody's not in the same place, man. You know what I mean? That's a tough one, and um and I think I think you can get a lot of people on on um maybe 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 if it wasn't um all about marriage, man, and and, and it just and, and but it, but it flowed into it. it. Just used other 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 topics and other things, you know, that uh, it may be more appealing to different people, man. You know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you know, I mean, everybody's not everybody's not gonna talk about that marriage. You know, you know, somebody. You know, it could be it could just be just open, open, open topics. It's come up with different topics and different things every week. And I know we always want to talk about marriage, but you know, you know what it's all about. They can lead back into marriage when you're on the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's going to defeat you know what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we could, we could open it up to, and, but it's not, it's not just married men that, that are invited. It's men that have been married, men that are single, want to get married. I mean, all men are invited on this call. It's just the married man don't talk shows the name of it. Well, you I mean, I, mean? Few, I heard a few single guys on the show, man, but some things they say is just so way out and far fetched, man. I'd be like, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's how they yeah. think. Yeah, exactly. I'll be like, wow. <laughs> and they go into marriage thinking that way. And then they want to yeah. figure yeah, out why the marriage is not working. I've heard some brothers on this call that, that aren't married that got some whacked out ideas. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying one, man, I mean, if you ever get married, you're going to be divorced. Quick. <laughs> some, of the, some of the things they say is, you know, get scared person off the phone, man. I'm like, Lord, what is this guy talking about? You know, I'm going to be honest uh-huh. with you. Know? Yeah. So basically, that's why, that's why I was saying that maybe you're going to have to open it up to a different, you know, area because, you know, maybe the, maybe that guy is, is on there and he's speaking. But technically, he can't really add, add 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 to it because the things that he's saying are not even relevant to people that are married. So we we got to find another avenue to to reach out to other people. You know, that's something. I think men generally don't reach out, and men gen- generally, um, I'm comfortable and everything is okay. Yes, that's that's yeah. what I that men generally, you know, just generally don't do this. I mean. So you, Men's so conversation think, is usually very shallow and very surfacey. So you think we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're do you think we're worse than uh, most women? We're suppressors? Is that what you're saying? No. I, as a matter of fact, they used to have a women's call, and I was stunned that women wouldn't get on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know if you got on when they used to have the women's call, Brian, but One time. women j- wouldn't get on at all, and that was shocking to me. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I think. I think men. I think we men need to wake up and realize there is a crisis in the marriage today. And the crisis Absolutely. is most of us don't know how to be husbands and fathers, <laughs> and we need to get that information. Hey, well, have y'all ever? I mean, I'm just. I'm just throwing this out here. Have you ever thought about? Uh, have you ever thought about taking your message and? Uh, 
flyer related or email related and send it out to different churches and things of that nature and, you know, to give different people uh, an avenue to to join your show for those who are afraid and they can call in and be anonymous like we are, a lot of us are, but the ones that know each other, you know, you can just start passing things out to different churches if they allow you to do it. And 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 different and different people that are that are affected by marriage, they they do go to those arenas like the church to you know try to resolve the issue. So maybe you need to try yeah. to stop paying that. We've done that with both. What was really interesting to me was when we would do a co-ed call every now and then. Mm-hmm. And I think that was ble- me. Right I would women excited to get their men on the call. Mm-hmm. You guys remember the co-ed calls? All right. You know, and I, I think that's a great way because if, if we say, you know, hey, you know, once a month or once every six months, we're going to allow the women to get on the call and talk. And I think women will push their men to get on the call more than men getting men to get on the call. Yeah, and I, I, I just say that with the, you know, the co-ed, what I remember was the women would get on and listen to us talk. They wouldn't, you know, it wasn't uh a, a, a dialogue per se. I mean, we had a few ladies that would talk, but it wasn't like five guys and five women. It'd be like you know, one or two women and ten guys, you know, having a conversation. I, I mean, it seemed like to me that they got a kick out of just hearing us talk. And I think the the big thing with women is that you have to realize. I think B was touching on it before, is that even worse than men, uh, women don't want to be recorded. Mm-hmm. And even if it's something good, I mean, generally speaking, women don't want it to come back and be on the World Wide Web, you know, whatever they said. And it could be a great story. It could touch people and heal people and help people that are hurting. But they don't want to have that on record where somebody can go back, rewind it, play it back, you know. They don't want that. I mean, if it's just open mm-hmm. and you're in somebody's basement or you're at a barbecue, they'll get loose. But when you start I remember, cameras in the face or, you know, recording device, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, so I remember one show a long time ago, and I think it was the men's show, and this girl called in, and it was a truck driver dude who used to call in from the road all the time, and he stayed on yeah, the phone PJ. with that girl. Yeah, <laughs> He stayed on the phone with that girl. After the show, I was just listening in, man, and they were, I mean, she was just, she was just talking she, I mean, she was into it. I mean, if you got more women like that that were that were really open enough to, you know, to talk, man, you know, it would be pretty cool. And I mean, from the experiences that I had, you know, listening to the women's show and listening when the woman called, and I'm shocked they didn't run an awesome show though. Yeah, and I know, I know the woman you're talking about. She was deep. Yeah, I mean, she was very <laughs> articulate and and very deep. Um, I remember yeah. her. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, they, I mean, she she was an anomaly. You know, I mean, she yeah. was an anomaly. That's not your average. You'll find. You know, you just won't find women that are just ready. And especially, here's the key, fellas, mm-hmm. is that a lot of y'all have never met each other. Some of y'all would just meet each other for the first time at our conference, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been talking to, I mean, we we almost like brothers, like families, you know, you know right. sharing our, our thoughts and experiences and stories and everything. But a woman has to, you know, it takes years for them to build up trust and confidence to, you know, to to really share their inner thoughts about their their marriage or or, or them or whatever, and be vulnerable because, you know, they're just not like that. They're just not going to get on the line with Susie from Colorado and say, "Hey, Susie, you know what what can I do in my marriage?" I mean, they're just not going to do that because they don't know Susie. 
you know, whereas we do that just fine. I mean, I, we we talk to Joe Neckbone and Mr. Indiana. I mean, we we just rock with them. You know, it's like we see eye to eye. But you know, women are just not like that. You know, and you know, and another thing is that women, over the course of their day, they're talking to their their coworker, they're calling their sister, they're text messaging their mom or whatever, or they're calling their mom. So they're you know spilling their guts and being vulnerable over the course of the day. So when the evening comes, they're like, I'm ready to go to bed. Whereas men on the opposite, like, true true story, fellas, like, I hold all my thoughts until Tuesday night. I'm not at the water cooler talking about my marriage issues or how I can change or whatever. I save until Tuesday because this is the form that's designed for that. I don't get into that at work other than now, to do you, promote. Do you, you get into that baby shower? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I mean other other than to promote, you know, the call and what we do and, and how I can help, you know, I don't get into the stuff that we get into here. I you know, I just carry it. So when we hang up the phone tonight and we'll, we'll have to wait until next Tuesday to you know, to, to, to get it on out again. Whereas Unless you women got a baby shower on Saturday. Exactly. But women right. are just, you know, over the course of the day, over the course of the week, they're probably talking to numerous people. Numerous women, numerous other women about, you know, issues, whether it be marriage-related or just whatever, they're talking to people, you know, about it. So they don't really need the – we need this form more than they do. That's true. Because <laughs> we don't have an outlet. You know, we don't have an outlet other than, you know, if we were to get together at a baby shower or a football game. But as Andrew <laughs> said earlier, even as Andrew said earlier, that it's surfacey stuff. You know, we're talking about RG3. Not if we had a baby shower. We're going to be talking about our hurts and pain. <laughs> well, we're not going to get into it deep like we get into it here. That's why it's got that right, because you're going to be talking to yourself. Right, right. You're not going to be talking about that stuff at the at the game. Everybody's going to be focused on the game or, you know, when the when the burger's coming off the grill, you know. What are you talking about at a baby shower? You have to go, and you'll see. You, 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 I mean, do you play the baby games too when you go? No, I played okay. one, but not like that game that I saw the pictures of. I mean, that was. Well, you saw the pictures of that. Yeah, it was that wild. was some crazy flag. Well, they put the little, they they make the dude put the little hat made of paper. Yeah, that was that was a lot. No, yeah, they had to, they had to, they had they had gone to Home Depot Depot and got like a tool belt and and caught it. Uh, Ookie Daddy or something like that, and they had all kind of rubber gloves and stuff, and and they were they were racing to change the babies, and 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 they had fake breasts and all kind of crazy stuff, and I was like, see, see, ain't no freaking you way. Been right up Our in boy Brian will do that, but that ain't for me. You could have been right. Oh, up Oh yeah, there. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you could have been right up there in it. I could. Hey, um, hey, since we're off topic, Rodney. Uh, how many spots we got open for this for this event? Seven? Eight. Eight. After the eight. one you just got tonight? Yep. I thought it was eight before then. No, it was nine. No, it was nine. It was nine. Okay, it was nine before got, we started. Mm-hmm. If y'all haven't got tickets you. for this event, you need to jump on the like. Jump. Yeah, we're probably going to be sold out by the end of the week. I mean, I heard you talking about it, something in October, um... Um, I've been here. 19th, man, you yeah. ought to come. We're going to hang on, Yeah. You, you got to go to the website. National Harbor, man. I'll text you the website. And, okay. Um, 
You have hey, to rent Bill, we're gonna over tonight. Why don't you get a get a hotel room? Say what? I said we're gonna stay over tonight. Why don't you get a hotel room? I right, I talk to her and see if she wanna do that, man. I'm quite sure she will, man. You know. Yeah, man. And we just kick it on Sunday morning. Okay. All right. I got. I got. Yeah, she uh, she switching it up, man. She been she been out jogging and running and blah 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 blah. I said, okay, well, hey, do your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's all good. So yeah, I can do that, man. Um, I heard, I heard you fun, like man. What is it? Twenty like five in the room. Right, man. Twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. Ah, yeah, you can yeah. me in, man. I'll give, I'll give one. That's yeah. what's up. I seen you the information, bro. Okay, do that. I'll I'll, um, I'll pay for it. I have I have to. No problem. What's wrong? Yeah, yeah cool. Well, well, don't we got thirty nine minutes. We got we got some time now. Um, I got a few more questions before we go in the open mic. Um, but one of the things I wanted to talk about, getting back on topic about change, because even though we were off topic, we we're still talking about men and change. The men don't get on this call. Because they, they're scared. It's just, it's just call it what it is. They're fearful. We talked about change being fearful and, and, and having a sense of failure. But do you think the way you communicate about sex should change if you want to be pleased the way you want your wife to please you? Meaning, if you want what you want, are you scared to tell your wife that she needs to do more? No, you can just give them knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you walk in your house with some knee pads, don't you think that's going to be an argument? Don't forget, don't forget the butt plug. I'm <laughs> 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 still laughing about that. Only you are a mess. <laughs> so is that why he was? So is that is that why he was the expert on that topic? That's <laughs> right. Hey, the manhood is undefiled. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a real <laughs> issue. I mean, we talked about <laughs> it a lot of times. Right? Mm-hmm. He pleaded the fifth one. I mean, right? <laughs> oh yeah, he don't plead. Plead the fifth. But don't you think most men are scared to, to ask the question? Because they're scared of change. So. Because they're scared of the answer. I don't think we're scared to ask the question. I think we just we just tired of the same old answer. Mm-hmm. And that's a true statement right there. Because I'm gonna tell you, man. Half the time we get regular texts, man. You good? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, y'all you said talk- I was the oldest dude on here. Brian's older than me. I sure am. Oh yeah, yeah, but 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 that comes being comfortable because now they expect you to be good after you have good sex when you're really not good because you want a little more. Yeah, yeah but you know what? You do. It doesn't take all that long to figure out what your wife's gonna do and what she's not gonna do. I'm oh, we know that. No matter how much you want something else, if she says, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I ain't doing that." It pretty much, it, you might as well close down the show. Yeah. <laughs> Am I lying, Brian? I'm telling you, but I'm telling you like this, you can't even, in my case, you can't even guide the, you guide the head towards nothing, brother. You you short like a midget with no legs. <laughs> <laughs> a midget with no legs, huh? 
<laughs> I mean, wow. truth be told, most married yeah. men aren't getting it the way they want to get it, the way no, they want to get it most of the time. And that's why they okay, always so have to change. Okay, so something has to change. We got to change. We need to make a law. Is that a true statement? Wait, wait. Is that a true statement? It yes, is a true statement. But something got to change. Because you see, the girl that we met ain't the girl that we married. And that's the truth. Okay, because you know when you met them, they opened up for all kind of kinky stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I said when you standing up there and you say, I will, did you know that you were going to be saying, I changed because you're not getting the exact same thing? I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, that, that, now I could be, I could be wrong, but I'm telling you, things change. And when they, and then when they change, they try to get, then after, after they change and stop doing the kinky thing, then they try to get all holier now. But what they do is they misunderstand that all the stuff that they were doing before they got married was wrong. But now that you're married, you know, problem with it. But then that's when they switch up. They just don't, you know, they lose total perspective now. Yeah. Let's see. Total perspective. That's so, yeah, a change. You talking about changing up? I have found that that women have certain you know certain boundaries, and and you know your woman may have this one or that one, but they're gonna have a certain boundary. And if that's a, uh, outside their boundary, whether you want it or not, it don't matter. It ain't matter. It ain't happening. You forget it. You yeah, know, I mean, you know, Tony, you can show up with the butt plug all you want. You can be using it yourself. That ain't, that's outside of the box. That's outside her box. He, he, he can be using it himself. <laughs> this this wow. guy said out, he said outside of her box, but I'm gonna just let that go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, let me um let me drop another monkey wrench. Let me drop another monkey wrench. Let me drop another monkey wrench before we go here because the topic it's changed. But I want to talk about um, should we be thinking about change versus evolving, you know, change versus evolution? Because, you know, to change means to, you know, you, you, you become different. So if your wife is like, you know, for example, you know, my wife is like, I need to start hanging up my clothes in the closet. And so tomorrow, all the clothes will be hung up in the closet, and they will not ever be thrown around or whatever in the closet ever again. That's the change. Not ever? Not ever again. How are you going to do that? It, I mean, it, it's, it's tough. But I'm just talking about the definition of change is, is to make or become different, period, finality. However, evolve means to gradually change. Right. Where, you know, maybe, you know, I, I clean up my clothes with my shoes are still strewn across my okay. walk-in closet or whatever. Um, and I'll get to that at some point in the future. So, you know, what I'm asking, fellas, is that, you know, is it is it some areas that we need to change or is this, you know, where is this tomorrow you do something different versus or there's some areas like me in my case, like dealing with my pride, that was an evolution. I, that was not an overnight or one-week thing. It was a seven-year process. And actually, you know, God is still working on me with that um, mm. still. So what I'm asking is that, you know, 
that change, you know, should we also look at, you know, evolving where, you know, we gradually, you know, become uh, better and, and more uh, better husbands, better fathers, you know, doing, you know, the things that are, uh, that get, get on our wives, wives' nerves a little less. So, did did Glenn ask you to talk about the clothes in the closet? No, no, that's my problem, man. That's, I'm just uh, asking. That's my issue. No, no Rodney, I, I wanted yes. to address that earlier. Um, yes. What you said, I'm glad you brought that back into it. You said that your pride was an issue that you had to deal with initially, right? Yes. And you said that your wife had, she's she she had the patience with you to kind of gradually let you alleviate yourself of some of that pride, right? Yes, yes. Yep. The question that I wanted to ask was, and hopefully this is along the lines of what you were asking, is sure. there a way that she could have fast-tracked your pride and make you lose <clears throat> it faster earlier? No, and I'll tell you no? why. And that's a great, that's a great question. Um, that's a great question. And... She couldn't have done anything, you know, to, to get rid of my pride. Well, actually, she could have. Actually, let, let me rewind that. She could she could have fast-tracked it because she told me that at one at, at a point she just gave it up to God. Yep. Because she couldn't change me. She couldn't change the pride in me. She couldn't do that. And when she realized that, she put it in God's hands, and that's when God started to work. So yes, I mean you're right that that you know at year two, at year three, at year four, at year five, at year six, she could have said, "God, you handle him. You handle Rodney and his pride. I you know I I can't change him." But she I didn't think, realize I that think, until year seven. Go ahead. I think that she took the the high road. I think that because we know that that they have the power to break us in five minutes, and if That's you have a pride true. issue. I'm just saying, if you had a pride issue, there's ways that she could have fixed that pride issue really quick and brought mm-hmm. you back down to earth. But she chose to go the God route, which was great, because I guess she didn't well, want to well, wait, pride. Tony, what could she have done? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, if you are prideful and you are thinking that you, you know what I'm saying, all that in a bag of chips, like he said, and she's saying that you're not. She could simply tell you that you're not and how that you're not and how she knows that you're not. And we and ain't got how to would that any have, other what, what response would that have garnered, though? That would have probably been a destructive thing in the marriage. And that's why I said she took the other route. What I'm saying is that would not have been effective, so it wouldn't have changed him. But how do you know it would have been him, And he, there would have been a response, a negative response to that. Because okay. now you're getting a woman who is attacking you and telling you what you're not and trying to take you down and, 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 and break you down as a man. Okay, so if 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 you're an employee, and, I, and I'm just going to use this example. If you're an employee on a job and you think that you are the boss's boss, and you know mm-hmm. the type, they run things, but they don't run nothing. And your boss <laughs> comes down and says, let me explain something to you, sir. I run this. And there's mm-hmm. people, there's seven or eight guy, uh, guys out there waiting to want your job. So you need to get off your high horse and go do what you're supposed to do 
know what I'm saying? And there's ways that women and men can handle certain things, but we choose not to because we say, okay, we're not going to make it worse like you're saying, but we are going to get a result eventually. Let me tell you what, what, she what works for me because I understand what you're saying, and, and I think those type of ultimatums um, do more damage in a marriage than do good. Um, you know, the problem that, that Rodney was talking about with, with, you know, not hanging the stuff up and all that is one of the, one of my major problems. And I, it's it's been an issue that I've, you know, and here's here's the way my wife gets to me. She'll do it all. Okay, she'll just get sick of it and she'll do it all. Won't complain about it. And th- now this happened to Today, yesterday, yesterday, and we were riding out to dinner, and she said, um, I've cleaned the whole house, and I just want to know, you know, if you will, you know, try to help me maintain it. I just need a little bit of help. Now, inside of me, and she, you know, she said, well, you know, I'll do it, but if you could, if you could help try to maintain it, that would help me. And because I see her doing so much, it makes me want to do. You understand what I mean? Because yeah. she's not throwing it in my face saying, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm sick of that's different. That's different. behind you. That's different. You, yeah. you know, and, and that, that, that won't work for me. I yeah. hear you, but we ain't talking about cleaning. Yeah, and so, let me, well, let I'm me just using that, that as an Go example because that's, that's a personal yeah. issue for me. Yeah, but let me tie it back um, to you, Andrew, and tie it back to me as well and tie in uh, T-Hawk's analogy of the job um, because I've told y'all, you know, I've, I've had this pride, I had this pride issue in my marriage, especially the first seven years, and so it wouldn't be no surprise that I had the pride issue on my job as well. So going back to, you know, the whole, um, the, the, the response to it, I did have bosses that say, Rodney, you need to, Check yourself in so many words. Now, the old Rodney, the pride, the prideful Rodney, did not receive that well. So, I did have a boss later on in my career who said the exact same thing: Rodney, you need to get serious. You need to check yourself. But the different Rodney received that different. So, you know, going back to what you were saying about, you know, the, you know, you 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 you've got the same problem as I do with the clothes, and. But I had bosses over the course of my career saying the same thing, but I received them differently. They were all mm-hmm. saying the same thing, like you need to check your pride. They didn't say it in those words, but that was where it was rooted in my problems. But they said the same thing over the course of many years, and then finally I had to change. I had to say, you know what, boss, you're right. I do need to change. Whereas before, I was like, I ain't not. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm leaving my clothes. I'm not doing that. Nope. Nope. Not doing. It. Nope. Nope. Rodney, not doing it. I'm good. Rodney's good. Rodney still gets glowing reviews. I ain't doing. It. I so much uh, back talk and everything. But then it came to a point. Once, once my pride was dealt with. As soon as the last ball said it, I said, "You're right." It was no back talk. It wasn't yeah. no 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 it wasn't anything. But again, the same thing was said over the course of many years 
but I received it different. So there had to be a change in me. The same thing, the same way it has to be a change in you. So your what wife happened with me, Rodney? I was so hard-headed, I lost my marriage. And then God had to break me. Okay, and that was the only way my pride was broken, because I thought I was it. Mm-hmm. And by the time I married Glenn, God had got a hold of me, and 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 I I had you know I would I had you know he had humbled me because if you don't humble yourself he will humble you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I didn't humble myself and he had to break down everything in me that was pri- that 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 I thought I was it. And see, there's the fallacy you can't humble yourself. I believe that you I can. Could. You can. Okay. I don't believe that. Well, I, I well okay. Um, he has to humble you. God will like use circumstances to humble you. There you go. I Hopefully, like you don't have to crash and lose it all. Right. Before that happens. Right. right. Okay. Because I really don't think, as, as you say, without without the Holy Spirit reining you in, you're not going. You, right. you don't even see it because you can't look in that mirror. When God put the mirror up in front of me and I saw what I became, it broke me. Mm-hmm. And everything that, that I detested about my father and the way I was raised, I had become. And everything about, you know, this arrogant this and that, that I thought I was it, and I saw that because of what God used to do that, it it really just it really broke me, and I mean it was very a very difficult time in my life. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we have it in us to to look at that mirror without the Holy right. Spirit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I agree with that. I agree with that, man. <laughs> yeah, but if you got you know your self esteem is not how you when you look at that mirror you're not gonna see what you want to see anyway. Yeah, so most most men, as they start to grow and achieve, they you know the world gives us this oh you're somebody, and we start to think that of ourselves. Especially if you start to develop some financial success, and and you know you can get the big head. Yeah. I look at I look at some things a little differently sometimes, and it's like uh, in the Bible when it talks about the uh, the woman that was caught in the act of adultery, right? And and they and they were going to stone her, right? But how many of us really recognize that in that in that in in that the man was missing? The man was what? The man was missing. Was with her? Was missing. Was missing. Oh, okay, right. He had hit and run just for fun. Yeah, I mean, basically, basically, he wasn't being held accountable for anything. You know what I mean? Basically, it was just all about the all all about that woman, you know. And then I guess that's how women look at us, man. It's always all about them, you know. And then and then they make it about us. And like my, I had a problem, with, you know, leaving things around. Also, but what my wife did was she uh she brought some she brought some baskets and she put one in one corner and one in the other corner in her corner. And then when I saw the basket, I just stopped putting stuff in. That makes it easy. <laughs> yeah, that makes it easy. She me, helped you, you know? out. 
Exactly, you know. So it helped me out. It helped me out because you know I would I would leave shoes and everything everywhere all the time, you know. And and when she come home and complain, man, I mean I look at it like she's nagging. You know what I mean? She getting on my nerves. You know what I mean? But in essence, all she wanted to do was keep the house clean, and I had to look at it from a different perspective how she was here. You know, if it was myself. You know. Yeah. That's right. Good work. Yeah. That's all she did was put a basket in the corner and took care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's good, fellas. Well, that's good. But when I, I think that before you finish up, uh, P Town, I think T um, Hog says something that I don't want to get lost in translation, or I don't want us to miss. And that was patience. Now, my wife was patient with me for seven years, and literally. She could have rolled out on me. She could have. But it was a, a to hear her tell it, it was a it was a, it was a tough road to to, to I was I mean it it was tough. You know, when when you're dealing with a prideful spouse. But she thankfully, thank God that the God in her allowed her to be patient enough to hang around and and, and, and stick it out. And, and I think she all said that. Say again? Now she gets the benefit of it. That's right. That's right. And being, you know, faithful to her vows and, and to what God's telling her to do, now you benefit. That's right. Because some other lady could have benefited from it if she did roll out. Can I tell you something? Go ahead. As tell I went through my divorce... And I counseled with pastors and what with my my ex-wife. She wasn't my ex at the time. And she would, you know, tell them all these things and how horrible I was and this and that. And I wasn't saved. And and I got saved. And the pastor, several pastors said to her, well, you talked about all this terrible stuff that you went through for all these years. Now he's saved and walking right. And now you're going to leave? What you're doing is you're setting up the next woman to benefit for everything that you went through. Mm. And that's the truth. I've seen this happen. Okay? I'm not the same husband with Glenn that I was with my ex-wife. And because she wouldn't stick it out, she set up Glenn to get all the benefits. Mm. Mm. Wow. And, 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 Brian, you know the truth with that, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. I remember the coming out party. <laughs> okay. I was, and yeah, I was, and I was there. she had to put up with some stuff because, you know, oh, yeah. I'm telling you where I've been. Uh, but because she decided instead of to listen to God and, and stick it out, to roll out, to take, yeah. you know, to take a better offer, whatever the deal, you know. And yeah. and now my my new wife is getting the benefit Okay, but she didn't have to go through the crap. Yeah. That's good. Better than for somebody else. <laughs> That's it. That's true. Change, fellas. That's good. Change. Change. We got a lot of change to do. We, we got a lot. We got a lot more work to do as men, as as husbands, and and as followers of, of Christ, man. We got to go out here and promote this thing. Uh, the only way we're going to change to get better is utilizing this call, utilizing ourselves, 
in our marriages as mirrors so that other men can follow and um, say that we're all in the same boat. You know, we, we, the goal is to keep a happy marriage. And not only a happy, good marriage, but a long-lasting marriage. You know, we all should be striving to be that 80-year-old still helping his wife, open the door for his wife and helping his wife get in the car. You know? Watch well, something out of candy and tripping you up. Yeah. <laughs> getting over getting over the temporary nonsense and being able to uh you know, compromise on a lot of different things and grow together. With that said, I'm gonna go into open mic. Um that's where we uh talk about anything, fellas. Good call, fellas, appreciate you. This week yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Hold on, and we're going to open mic. 